Hello, everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap on this lovely episode. Brandon Jones. Hi. Uh, with a sweet Japanese shirt on. Yeah. What's Very that frame about? Trap. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It says patreon.com slash easy allies. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, great. A <laughs> lot in there. Uh, and Bradley Ellis. Hi. Um, Brad finally released yeah, from the... My, my civic duty. The hells of... Uh, the courtroom. Yeah, yes. jury duty. That, that was like... A month. Intense. Yes, yeah, a little over a month. Yeah, I got really lucky. Last year, I got summoned to jury duty, and I had to check in. I think it was like for four days, and yeah. I just never had to come in. Yeah. And so I was like, "Woo, dodge that bullet!" But you got hit by that bullet hard, so I felt bad yeah. for you, for sure. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, I am your host, Ben Moore, and uh, I was away uh, in Indianola, Iowa, for Not Fest, Ooh. and I had a phenomenal time. And I and it kind of got me thinking. Because I, I don't really know. We don't really talk about this kind of stuff that often. And so I'm not that familiar uh, with the other allies' experiences on concerts. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, like, have you guys ever been to a, a concert that really stuck out to you or really meant a lot to you? Uh, I've been to a lot of shows in my life. Nice. A lot. Yeah, I want to go to a lot more. I haven't been in a long time, but back when I was younger, I used to go, back in my day, I used to go mm-hmm. all the time. Mm. Uh, I mean, I've seen... Paul McCartney twice, which is pretty sick. Oh, wow. Sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big one. Uh, I'd say my favorite shows were probably... I've seen like Between the Bear to Me, I think, four or five times, nice. I would say. Nice, nice, nice. And I've seen AFI like three or four times, and I've been a couple with Mike, which have been cool. really fun. Yeah, I'd love to see AFI. Yeah, um, those are probably my favorite, I guess. Nice, nice. Oh, like, I, I, don't, I'm like, I don't know their music a lot, but I went to a Guar show with... Yeah. Some of my friends. Yeah. And I was oh, like, boy. I'm going to go just because I know it's going to be a spectacle. Yeah. Oh, and a boy it was delivered. It. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. That's so sick. Uh, how about you, Brandon? Um, I'll throw a couple your way that you might. I saw Anthrax in nice. Boston at a, very, Anthrax. at a very small venue Ooh, that was really great. Cool. That's sick. Uh, that was right before my 20. It was the night before my 21st birthday. Oh, I, did you know I this? could not drink oh. at that place because I was still 20. I was uh, watching Red Letter Media is going through every John Carpenter movie and ranking right. every single one, and it's that. it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> and I didn't know that Anthrax did the score for – they performed John Carpenter's score for Ghost of Mars. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, saw Metallica at the Forum. Nice. With Amanda, cool. actually, and that was rad that I was cool. like – I was like, I really want to do this. I don't know if I can go by myself. She was yeah. like, I'd love to see Metallica. So cool. I'm just like jumping cool. up and down, bumping was into that people, and she's just, like cracking Before up, you were like, married? Um – no, I think we, I think that was like two. I think that was like 2010 around then. Mm. Um, but I don't know. I don't. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I think we were in the house by then. But uh, and then uh, the Hollywood Bowl is such a big deal because I grew up in yeah. Southern California. Yeah, yeah. And so like I've seen John Williams at the Bowl like four, five or six times. I think that's like the one like artist mm-hmm. that I've like followed and tried to see. And been to a couple of Fish concerts. Went oh, to nice. went to Fish eight. That was in Indio. Yeah. Uh, and that was wild. Those are always like a spectacle. That just has to be. A giant, overwhelming cloud of weed. It's yeah. Pre- it, I mean, a lot, of a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 A lot. Yeah. That's probably o- true. Honestly, the one time I did see that, that was kind of a concert. It was a festival. I went to school in Boston, and the Commons and the Public Garden, which are two parks right next to each other, were like my campus. Basically, is all the buildings mm-hmm. were around there, and they had like I think I think it wasn't called Weed Fest. I think it was called Hemp Fest. And I went out freshman year. I like went out of my dorm one day and was like. What and just like the, the the commons just had it just flew in this cloud like over the commons yeah so I'm just strolling in and people pass me in tie dye shirts like what's going on this is, <laughs> you yeah. take this wow. man right on uh, man but, um, 
and watching guards, when I saw like Radiohead at the bowl one time, uh, I'm trying to think of like the most stony band I saw at the bowl, but watching oh, like security guards too. at the Hollywood Bowl at an outside venue being like, hey, hey, hey. So a guard came up to me one time, because uh, this, and he was like, hey, you, uh, was that your friend? And I said, my wife, who just got <laughs> up and went to the bathroom, and he was like, yeah. And I'm like, I know what you're looking for because I smell it, but I don't, I, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree, man. I don't have it. Yeah. And he walks away, and the guy in front of me turns around. He's like, I threw it back. It's like, I think it's by your foot. And oh, I was like, oh, wow. here you go, bro. <laughs> and he's just like, hey, so I'm like, there you go. Helping him out. That's funny. Was that your friend? <laughs> um, yeah, so we were, Notfest was a Saturday, and it was my wife and I, and we were there from about, noon to midnight and by the end of the day it was like i feel like i have just from walking around i feel like i've smoked an entire pack of cigarettes like it's just like caked on both of us but uh, vegas yeah yeah it it was like that it was like that but even more intense yeah so who was there um so the bands that i saw uh were lamb of god gojira trivium uh Slipknot and Megadeth. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. And really enjoyed the whole thing. Honestly, I could spend this entire episode talking about it, but I won't do that. Uh, Just the one thing that I want to say is, like, Slipknot was at the very end of the day, Mm -hmm. and they had the longest set, and it was at 10 p.m., and we weren't able to get as close. The the thing that sucked is Megadeth was right before Slipknot, Mm -hmm. and, like, of course I'm going to go see Megadeth, Yeah, one of my favorite bands of all time. And... They were on the stage. There were two stages, and they were right next to each other. And so people who didn't care about Megadeth and were only there for Slipknot were, like, already waiting for right, right. Oh, on that stage. And yeah, so, like, yeah. by the time Megadeth got done, when we went in, it was, like, already full. Yeah. So we were pretty far back. But the, the one thing I want to say, and I could talk about all the bands that I saw, but the one thing I want to say is, like, that Slipknot show, out of all the bands that I've ever seen live... That had to be the most well-executed show mm. I'd ever seen. Like cool. everybody, the energy was insane. The stage, like there was so much theatrical stuff going on, and th- like the entire nine members of Slipknot were playing out of their minds, and there was so much energy. And Corey sounded amazing. Like he, it, he, because he was just recently sick with COVID, and you would never know it. Mm-hmm. Like wow. He he performed out of his mind, and so that like it was like a dream come true. Cool. So I had I had like a really 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 good time, um, as well. Because sometimes you see bands and you're like, this is there are bands that are like live bands, and then there are bands that are album bands, you know. And you mm-hmm. can definitely yeah uh, totally. tell the difference. But uh, no man, it was it was crazy. It was hilarious. Like being in a crowd of like thirty thousand people. And staring during their encore at two giant screens that are just like people equals shit, which is one of the best Slipknot songs ever. But it's just like there was just something funny about like bonding over to this. We all this suck. phrase, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. Uh, but we got some games to talk about, and uh, the first one on the list. I'm bummed that I haven't I haven't had a single second to check it out. But Brad, you played through all of it for review, mm-hmm. uh, and we both really liked the first one, and mm-hmm. that is uh, you, you playing Lost Judgment, the sequel to Judgment, or yes, Judge Yes, a very know. appropriate game to review while I was on jury duty. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I like to crack up when I look at the, the thumbnail, because it's him behind the bars. Yeah. Like, <gasps> trapped, trying yeah. to get out. Yeah. That was, that was my me. boy, Brad. That was me, yeah. <laughs> Uh, short answer, it's good. Mm-hmm. I had a damn good time playing this. Right. It's very much, you know, it's what you'd expect 
in right. a lot of ways. You're like, ah, yes, the the next chapter in these kind of games. But it cleans up a lot of the stuff that I didn't like about the first one and you didn't like about the first yeah. one, which was always number one was the tailing missions. Right. We were yeah. like, dude, these suck. These go on way too long. Mm-hmm. There's like, I did maybe like two or three in the whole game, and okay. they were pretty short. That's really good, yeah, because I super appreciated what Judgment was trying to do, how yes. it was trying to kind of incorporate these investigation elements and, and kind of separate itself from that basic Yakuza template. Um, but I felt like those little additions oftentimes were not the most memorable part. I would say they kind of dragged on in the first game. Yeah. Right? It was taking too long. I would I would say it feels a lot better in the sequel. That's a lot fantastic. quicker. I didn't feel like I was spending too much time like looking for something forever. I was like, where the, where the hell is this kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Because you got to scan for clues and stuff like that. It's fairly mm-hmm. frequent, but everything just felt like a little better paced, which really cool. adds up over time. Yeah. Um, and, and I think pacing with the Yakuza games is, is so, so, so essential. And mm-hmm. sometimes they can definitely, like, I don't know. It's just, with Judgment, I felt very gripped by the story. Yes. Um, and I, it's funny because there, there are a couple, like, thinking of Judgment and Yakuza Like a Dragon, my number one takeaway, I think, for both of those games is, A, I really love the characters, and B, I really like the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Like a Dragon went on for too long. Um, I can see that, yeah. How do you feel like the pacing was here? And second and more important question, does it kind of live up to the highs of the more recent Yakuza Yeah, entries? so I, I was really into the story. The beginning was a little slow for me because it's just kind of setting everything up. I was like, okay, kind of getting the idea, but then it just kind of like kicks off super hard. Where I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. I got to keep going. Like, I want to... Like, I was like, oh, I got to wake up early for jury duty or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I just kind of want to keep playing. Nice. Like, ah. That's always great. Yeah. Got to find out what's happening. Um, but yeah, it feels like a, a, a getting much... Getting the facts confused. Yeah, getting the facts confused. <laughs> I would say it's definitely better than the first game. Okay. That's... Wow. I would that's say it's better. Yeah, because I, I, I really say, It just kind of cleans up a lot of like the weaker elements of the first game. Mm-hmm. Like, combat, combat is... Like action again, like the old Yakuza games and Judgment's not turn based like right. the new Yakuza games, but just a little better. There's a newer stance you can do, which is called Snake, I believe, and it, a lot of it has to do with like disarming your enemies and parrying them, which I thought was fun. I there was a, a Co Carnage clip from Lost Judgment uh, with a heat action mm-hmm. uh, or whatever they're called in Judgment, but you know, basically like heat action. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're, they're just heat actions. Basically though. heat actions, um, and it. It has to be one of the craziest I've ever seen in Yakuza where that you like knock a guy into an oncoming car and he kind of bumps into it <laughs> and I the car stops and the guy the enemy is like mad and so he's banging on the car mm-hmm. and then they like open the window and drag him into the car <laughs> and there's two guys and they uncomfortably sit him in the middle and this is a super long heat action. Yeah. The two guys like sandwiching this enemy and then they just drive off yeah. and that the battle was over. <laughs> That's the beauty of those of these kind of games. It's yeah. like you just get these really unexpected moments. We've talked about this these these games are a master of blending seriousness, like serious stories and comedy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of insane how well they pull it off cuz the tone can right. be all over the place. So that could be hard to do, but man, they they really know how to do it. Yeah. Uh, ben, one thing I want to talk about, which is something that you might be really into, is the case that you start on the game early on revolves around like bullying out of high school. Okay. So you kind of start, you go to a high school and you spend a lot of time out of high school. Yeah. 
and there's kind of these clubs. There's these clubs you can do uh, that have their own side quests, and they have persona esque elements where you level up like your skill sheet. That's so you sick. You need like a certain amount. You need like a certain amount of charm or something to be able to do the next quest on this line. Yeah. So like the first one you do is a dance club where you mm-hmm. dance and you train these girls how to dance, and that's like a mini game. <laughs> yeah. Then there's one where you join a robotics club where you make sick robots and you fight on like a grid based game with these robots you make. Very. Then there's cool. a skateboard club. Okay. With like a gang where you okay. skateboard. <laughs> That's one of the best parts of games. They give you a skateboard early on. You can just ride around, around the, the city. Yes. Oh! At any time, you just use it, and you could do like board sides on it, and you cool. can do some like kickflips and like pop shove it. Does it control pretty well? It took me a little bit to get used to because you have to hold forward, and I just okay. wasn't used to it. But it's sure. super basic. Gotcha. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like real basic, but you could. There's like a skate park stuff set up at some place where you can just grind a rail or go off a quarter pipe and stuff. Brad, it's so man, you really just kind of lit me up here because <laughs> I was the the way Lost Judgment in my it was in my mind before this conversation is like I love Yakuza. I loved the last game. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun talking about it with uh you and Huber on spoiler mode. It's like I know I know that I'm going to play this at some point, or at least I hope I get the chance mm-hmm. to play it at some point. It's a very busy month, but um very, very interested in it, but I feel like I know exactly what to expect. And everything that you're telling me, it's like, oh, wow, that's kind of weird, or that's kind of interesting, yeah. or I didn't... And it's just, like, making me amped in a way. It's kind of shaking me out of that, like, it, like almost excited complacency, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's because we've played, like, how many games like this? Well, there's, there's, we've it's just, played, like... We've Yakuza, played, like, ten, yeah, legit, yeah. not even kidding, like, ten games like yeah. this. It's, it's just kind of one after the other after but the other. But it's the little things they add that add up yeah, that make it stand out. That's what I wanted to touch on, is you were kind of mentioning how into the story you were in, you, you liked, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the thing about these games. Even though... I know going in that it's going to be very similar in a lot of ways, and they absolutely are. Mm-hmm. They kind of always end up winning me over just on the quality yeah. of the writing, the quality of the characters. It's like you, you know. get sucked up in these characters. Like Yagami, you know, he's great. Right. You know, you yeah, just, yeah. You just fall in love with this guy. You fall in love with the whole cast that's going on. You get invested in all their stories. You're like, right. man, I got to see this through to the end. Right. Um, and something about Like a Dragon that also really stuck with me and i'm curious about this here is like i am constantly amazed like these games have so many uh side missions sub stories mm-hmm. um across all of these games and they're coming out it feels like all the time but even in like a dragon i was like these are really interesting and entertaining and like you said a good mix between mm-hmm. kind of emotional and, and humorous uh is that the same case oh, yeah. here oh yeah there's some weird side quests, you know, that you expect, like, one of them. I don't want to talk about a lot of them, but there's one where you're, like, tracking UFO. You're looking for UFOs, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, like, <laughs> when you, like, get, you're like, oh, this is kind of goofy. But once you start digging in yeah. and you learn one, you're like, whoa. Yeah. This is kind of heavy. <laughs> cool. <laughs> when you, like, find out more. Um, it's the side tangent, but <laughs> I saw a, a, a Tom DeLonge post on Instagram and you know he's he's been like obsessed. Like Tom DeLonge of, of yeah. Link One Eighty Two. He's been obsessed with aliens forever, right? And he's always sounded like kind of crazy in a, in a lovable way. Mm-hmm. But 
it's kind of like weird after all of this UFO stuff has gotten declassified. He's like, I guess I don't sound so crazy now. And it's just this like <laughs> super long, like decade plus yeah, long, like vindication yeah. that he's gotten. <laughs> that it's, it's completely unexpected. Uh, and so that's just been super funny to mm-hmm. see. Um, a complaint that I have, it's funny because I, d- I definitely feel like a lot of my reviews of, of Yakuza games mm-hmm. definitely follow a lot of the same beats. And one of the complaints that I have is that Typically, combat kind of runs its course before the end, mm-hmm. where uh, you know fights aren't necessarily exciting anymore. You're kind of getting through them, or enemies feel like cheap, or it's just like not the same. It's not able to uh, maintain the level of, of enthusiasm purely from combat mm-hmm. uh, throughout the whole thing. And so, do you feel like that's the case here? Or do they kind of do a better it's, job? Balancing it's the case things? again. Okay. Of you know, you fight a lot of the same guys throughout the whole game. Combat doesn't evolve too much, rapidly okay. different throughout the whole thing. But unlike, um, you know, like a dragon, mm-hmm. which the combat's different, but there. Like a dragon, I feel like there's a lot of combat. Yeah, you know, like absolutely. too much, and yeah. it would go on too long. It would go on here, too long. It doesn't yep. go on too long. Yeah. It feels pretty nice to get through. And you can, you know, you can get away real easily if you really want to. Yeah. I it's funny because as much as I appreciate them doing the RPG combat in mm-hmm. like a dragon and I want to see them refine it, I really mm-hmm. do. By the end of that game, I was like, I'm ready to go back to the beat em up just because I feel like you get through things you so do. much faster. You get through things a lot faster. Yeah. And okay. it, it was nice playing this after the RPG combat or yeah. turn based combat. It felt more refreshing when I came back to it, you know, because I didn't play nine games in a row with the same exact combat. For sure. Now, the three styles thing was something they didn't like Yakuza 5 or 6. Yeah, they or... like zero. They yeah, like do oh, styles yeah. like all the time. Yeah, Yakuza <laughs> Zero was the big. Where they added it? Yeah, and then they, they've had it. Beyond yeah, that, but. like Yagami, I think he had two styles in the first game, but now he has three. Got mm-hmm. it. So, but you know, he, I watched a review actually before I uh, started like playing a lot of this because I needed a refresh. Sure, yeah, definitely. So it was really helpful to compare what was new. Mm. That's actually a good question because I, <laughs> I feel like. I just because of the nature of this job, I, I have to hold so many fictional stories into my brain and mm-hmm. like details and stuff that like randomly I'll just have memory dumps. Yeah. And it's like I remember really loving the story of judgment. That I, I I've forgotten most of it. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like they they really lean on that knowledge in Lost so, Judgment? So like the overall plot, I wouldn't say. Like the the conclusion of the first game, I don't say it matters as much, but they definitely have characters in it frequently that they expect you to know from sure. the first game. Okay. Like they'll show a character and y'all gonna be like, oh yeah, I remember then they'll show like a quick like scene from the first game or something like that. Gotcha. So you could hop into this game, not playing the first game and understand the main story, but you will not you'll miss out a lot of like the quote unquote bonds with characters. Definitely. Like a lot of Yakuza games, I guess. Um tell me about the the mini games. Any big well, I mean, it's you mentioned like the, the, the school club clubs yep. is a lot of like the mini games, like the skateboarding one. There's like you go to a skate park and rack up a score. There's like skateboard racing where you race mm-hmm. other people on skateboards. The reason I bring it up because I think I remember you mentioning this on Slack that there's you have a Sega Master System in yes, your home. You do. That is sick. Yeah, it's cool. Your uh, office, yeah. What is on there? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I'm trying to think of the first. There was only one game on it. I think it was Alex. Alex Kidd? Maybe, I sure. think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's what was on there first. But you could buy other ones. You mm. could find them throughout the thing. But, you know, there's the, there is a, there's Virtual Fighter. Oh, there's so there's um there's like a two-player mode at the, at the main screen, and there's that Sonic Fighters game. Oh, my that God. That we played before. I think they yeah. added that. 
There's Virtual Fighter Five on there, I think, too. Cool. Yeah, that's been in some motors. There's like Hang On. There's Space Harrier, mm-hmm. and there's some other motorcycle game I wasn't too familiar with in there. But cool. I spent a lot of time playing darts for some reason. Yeah, just love darts. There's drone racing too. Nice. I the drone racing was in the first one, yeah. and I remember it just being it's just okay. okay. It's yeah, just okay. yeah. Um, yeah, it's so funny, Brad, because I I went from this like I'm looking forward to this, but I don't know when I have time for it. Where I, now I'm like, man, I really this sounds like it's just that, it's reminding me. So of that's my what my experience was joy. like when I was playing with it when yeah. I got it for reviews. Like, oh, cool. Like, right. I'm yeah. Like, cool. Yeah. Exactly. And then I started playing. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, these yeah. games. Right. And it's it's so funny because I think, and we've we, you know, the audience hears us talk about video games all the time, and I think a, a lot of the referring, like I'm thinking about Far Cry. I'm thinking about Call of Duty. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about things where like we kind of get to this point where it's like, yeah, they really need to 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 mix it up. They really yeah, need yeah, yeah. to inject some life into this. And it's like these kinds of games are releasing all the time. Yep, like once a year. And we're still able to generate so much excitement. And I, I, I think I, a lot of it helps that's... because of their narrative. It's really easy to get invested in these kind of games through yeah. that. And like everything is good enough. or mm-hmm. good. That sounds maybe a little too harsh, but it's good and I had fun doing it all. Mm-hmm. But like we were saying earlier, they really kind of just add little things here and there that make it more enjoyable and different right. from the other games. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely relying on the formula. Yeah. But the trade-off for that, the kind of, like, agreement that they make with you is it's like, yes, this will probably be very familiar to mm-hmm. you, but the story and characters will be good to yeah. the point where, like, you won't mind. And, and I think that formula is so well-established yes. as well. Yeah. And uh, it's not just Kamurocho, this game. Mm. Like, obviously, you take place in Kamurocho, but the other part, a lot of it's in Yokohama, which was in like a dragon the city from like a dragon oh, so cool. you're there you get a different perspective yeah it's cool going to some of the same areas from that game you're like oh yes i remember this that yeah. naturally prompts a question that i don't want answered is like do you run into like ichiban i won't or, tell you yeah 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 i could tell you off air if you want no i don't <laughs> think i want to know in fact i wish those words hadn't come out of my mouth uh but brandon we've been we've been talking about Lost Judgment, which is a very familiar kind of... It's, right. it's almost like coming home for us. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like this next game is your home. It's like your warm blanket. And that is Marvel Future Revolution. I have to say really quickly before you get into it... Copious notes. How... <laughs> sh- yes! So how charming it's been. That, I would say like over the last month, you've right. said to me several times, we are like, can't wait to talk about this. Like, <laughs> I've got so much loaded up. I'm ready to go. And I'm just like, all right, sweet. Let's do it. Uh, it's it's such a fascinating game. I appreciate you letting me take time yeah. on your show to talk um, about this mobile game. I we think should w- probably talk about, because I, I imagine a fair number of listeners aren't familiar with what it is, so maybe like a top level. This is basically Ultimate Alliance on your phone, like this, mm-hmm. it, but in like an MMO form. It's a yeah. weird like hero-based third-person action-adventure game uh, in an MMO sense, and that's like one of my favorite things about it. Like, if you're playing Avengers or if you're playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance, you're queuing up for a very specific mission with people. In this, you just go to a world and there, Doctor Strange goes running by and he's yeah. going to do something just like you would see in an MMO. And Marvel has had MMOs before DC ha- has had MMOs before, but you were always like creating your mm-hmm. own character. And so it's fun. It's one of my favorite things actually when I booted it up. I was like, oh, that's a clever get out of jail free card to set up for the story. It's about the convergence. Mm-hmm. And so 
the MCU right now is dealing with like different dimensions and and how that is affecting reality. This is basically like a bunch of Earths just kind of slammed into each other. And so we're now on this planet that's all these different universes and now they're like kind of forced to live with each other. So there's like Midgardia, which is Earth and uh, Asgard put together. Like Asgard had to leave and came to Earth and like settled there. So like everyone's all fantasy themed. So like, you know, like Spider-Man and Captain America and everybody. And they'll say, like, I play as, you know, Captain's my my main character primarily. And whenever I have to do missions with Cap every now and then in dialogue, I wish they did it a lot more, but Cap will be like, oh, that's me. Like, yeah. They'll actually say, or people will, <laughs> will comment on that. Um, but it's... I, I have to say, uh, two quick things. Uh, right out of the gate, I appreciate, because they do have all of these different... Um, looks for the characters and, and kind of like different styles and stuff. And I think that's really cool. But I also appreciate, because you get a lot of the gear piecemeal, and it's nice where you can separate what you have equipped to how you look. And They're so, two totally separate things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so it's so awesome being like, this gear c- completely clashes with the style that I'm going for, but it doesn't matter because I can just change it right. aesthetically in the thing. And it also, it was a really brutal decision for me because right at the beginning of the game, you get to pick. Like, you get a free hero, right. and I'm like, oh, they're all so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was they, tough. They're only like, it's only 200 crystals or something. To it's get like, a new it's one. not okay. that bad. Yeah. Once I realized, oh, I could just buy the other one, I didn't know. I thought it was, I, 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 would, I was like, I would not have been surprised if it was a buck each. I'd be mm-hmm. like, because hey, they gotta, you know, they gotta make money. Right, right. And I was like, oh, I actually have the currency to just dink, 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 like mm. get them all. Ooh. Um, but it's, it's very smart in that it's not like, Obviously, if I'm going to be playing something like um, Ultimate Alliance, I'm going to want a controller. Right. Especially if I'm going to be playing co-op, like couch co-op with friends. If I'm going to be playing any beat-em-up style game, like I'm going to want a controller for that. If I'm going to be playing an MMO, I'm going to want a controller or a mouse and keyboard. This just seems very self-aware of what it is and what its constraints are. Um, and it's funny because like w- we were just talking about like getting new equipment. One of the things that I love that the game does is it's it's very like, this just happened. Do you want it? And you can just be like, no, 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 go away, pop up. Or like, yes, right now. And then mm-hmm. it's like, cool, you're in. Like, hey, this fight is queuing right now. Do you want to just jump in? You're like, mm-hmm. yep. And then boom, you're in the queue. Like, hey, you just unlocked this new blitz where you can fight Red Skull. You want to do it? Yep. And then 10 seconds later, I'm doing it. And then like, I'm with three dudes. And then two minutes later, that was fun. You know, like, <laughs> it's, so it's so easy to access this stuff. With gear, you can customize your character. And then once you do, they're locked. It'll never mess with their image unless you specifically go into the customization screen. Yeah. If you get a gear that's better than what you have, a little it, little button will pop up on the bottom that's like, oh, this button. And you just hit a button. Boom, thanks. Mm-hmm. Like, Because I have I have no idea what's equipped on Cap right now. I know what style I have, but like, I don't care if I got that from Midgard or whatever. But the speed of it is like... Man, this is what Avengers should have done. Like, it's such a big hassle to like queue up and get into a mission. Yeah. And you're like essentially repeating these things over and over again. But just this vibe of like, no, I'm just going to Sakar, which was the place from Thor Ragnarok, and I'm just going to run around and do stuff. And like, they'll have bosses that just pop up on the map. So, like, oh, Modoc's here. Mm. And it's fun because like sometimes he'll, that'll happen right next to me. I'm just like, oh, cool. There's Magneto's right here. Sweet. And I'll start fighting Magneto. And then like, here comes Spider Man. Here comes another cap. Here comes, you know, Storm. Here co- and it's just neat to see, like, yeah. all the players just converge. And, like, something like that doesn't sound exciting when you're like, oh, I fought this boss, like, a bunch of times. But if it's just, like, on my phone, if I'm just, right. like, literally mm-hmm. watching Milo and then just kind of, like, peer off my shoulder, just like, oh, cool, nice. Here's yeah. that quest. Um, 
I when I downloaded this game, I didn't really have any expectations for it. I didn't know anything about it, and I was like, oh, there's a ton of story in this, and it's like really well presented. Yeah, it's some of the stuff is really interesting. Yeah, there's like dumb side quests. We're like, mm-hmm. my my child, you know, yeah, you'll sure, run out. Sure. But like, I'm surprised there when you go to. Um, I should uh, say I have not played when you, even yeah. a fraction of, of what you have, so you would well, know better Thor's, than I. Thor yeah. is not a playable character, and so when you go to Midgardia, it's like all about him and Sif and Loki and Laufey and like all, you know, like uh, and all of them are style stylized very differently. Like mm-hmm. the, the the Tony Stark is clearly doing a Robert Downey Jr. impression, but like a lot of them definitely are like just like off doing their own things. Yeah. And when you go to Hello, when you go to the place from the first Guardians where the Nova Corps is, um, half of the Nova Corps has been like wiped out because they like figured out to do something with their helmets and made them all crazy. Mm-hmm. And so there's like all these soldiers that have friends that have now like become villains and you have to like help all of them. And I'm like, oh, this is like I skip all of that stuff when I play a second character, but when I'm like actually going through with Cap, I'm like, oh, I wanna, you know, I take a, you know, I don't wait until they say everything. Like I'll just yeah. listen, I'll just read the lower, uh, the lower thirds. But um, I just made like a quick list of like, why the hell doesn't Avengers do any of this stuff? <laughs> um, like Avengers is like, you're usually playing one or maybe four people, maybe two. This, it's like, like I said, with the bosses that pop up and stuff, there's so many things. I'm like, I just did that with eight people. I just did that with two people. I just did like, mm-hmm. I'm constantly trying out new things. The maps are like, I actually care about the maps. Like mm-hmm. in Avengers, you like go to a forest. I'm like, cool. Right. Like some aim base. And like, one of my favorites was there's like Hydra City. It's basically like Hydra just took over New York. And so there's Hydra banners everywhere. Everyone's living cool. in fear. Um, Spider-Man's all like noir Spider-Man, so he's like in hiding and all like acting like a spy. Yes. Oh, what was it? What was the Spider-Man game where you Shattered Dimensions? Yes. Where they had the different four, yeah, 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 like the stealth Spider-Man stuff. Man, I I know this isn't true, but it feels like there are three locations in the entire Avengers game. You know, there's not. Yeah, that's where they added the apocalypse, the future. It's like, oh, here we go. And and the other thing, but it just it's just you know a bunch of dirt and some crash robots. To me, the even bigger thing is enemy variety. Is there's just there robots or humans with assault rifles mm-hmm. and Avengers, and that's it. And this is just like, you know, weird aliens and killed yes. prisoners. Yes. And there's one arena where Deadpool is hosting the Sakar Arena, where that's what Jeff Goldblum hosts in Ragnarok. And uh, so it's pretty tough. Like I have, I've yet to win it. Like we just get like annihilated every time I try to do it. Yeah. I'm, my cap is at 95. I'm almost at 100. So I'll like go back and give it a shot then. But. Uh, um, yeah, it's just like Deadpool come in and like, all right, the next thing is going to be this crazy thing. And then like, I see some boss. I'm like, I'm sure that's a reference to a Thor something, but I don't recognize that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas like in the Avengers game, it was like, yay, we got, you know, Maestro. And then like, that's it. That's, and in this game, they're like, Maestro, here's Magneto as a boss in some random mode. No story thing, just fight Magneto. I'm like, great. <laughs> like, Avengers so a, made a lot of enemy types, a lot of variety. Abomination and Taskmaster so boring. Like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they wouldn't be that bored. Like, that's the thing is, like, all of this is spicing up what is otherwise just run around and beat stuff right. up. Right, yeah. Um, which is, you know, we'll get into the auto-battling. But uh, it's just a matter of it knows what mood I'm in when I'm playing it. It yeah. knows kind of what my expectations are for exploring this world. It knows I've already seen all the MCU films and shows. It knows, like... So that that's actually something that I want to throw at you. Um, because in my my time with this game so far, my brief time with this game... I, I agree that it knows exactly what it is, and it's surprised me in ways that I didn't expect, but it's it's entering this weird, really weird territory for me where, like, I think it is well-made that when I play it, 
I'm envisioning like a game that you remove kind of all the mobile elements from it. You give me more control, I think, with a controller or a mouse and keyboard. And and I think I would like it way better. Like it's it's good to the point that I wish I was playing it on something else, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, like, they make, I think, smart concessions with combat, but I'll definitely go into a fight and be like, I think you kind of made me feel like I had control, but when I really stop and think about this, I feel like the fight just kind of finished itself in a way. The, it, it, the, the, the big difference between that are, like, these um, bosses that you do at least, like, for about 10 levels, you'll square off against like maybe two or three bosses. Mm-hmm. And so there are definitely these encounters that do these big, clear MMO AOE things right. that you're just, you're toast. Like yeah. if you, you know, don't see that stuff coming. And so. Um, and something I think is smart about the AOEs that they do, at least it feels like to me, it's like if this was like a, a, a typical like action game or an MMO, um, I think those AOE notifications would be a lot shorter, but they're right. almost like aware that you're playing on phone and they kind of time them appropriately. Yeah. So you're never like, oh, th- th- like I fumbled the controls. Like I feel like you have plenty of time to recognize the situation and move out accordingly, which I appreciate. And I like they have fun kind of pattern things. Like there's one big like Hydra bot that you'll fight that does these like four jumps mm-hmm. and you can build up a little stamina meter and dodge three times. And the dodge is really nice. It's actually in the farthest right-hand corner. So mm-hmm. like I've mm-hmm. never missed a dodge. I can always like whoop, like go back to that button. And um, it does this thing four times. So you can't dodge every time. You just have to see it's about to start doing that and oh okay run like there's sometimes things will have an enemy pattern that it's like i can't just get out of the way i have to know what it's going to be doing for the next 10 seconds and and you know get get clear right or there's one guy that does an aoe that's like almost the size of the whole boss arena but you can see him charging it up and so you just have to you're like oh okay yeah I get mm-hmm. out of the way um but uh yeah it's it's fu- it's funny to me because it it the the budget will show up in different ways. The music I turned off immediately. The music is god awful. It's like oh, wow. it's like elevator, like do do do. I'm like this isn't matching anything. Like yeah. it's just yeah. it's like it's like you're on hold and there's this music that's kind of like playing out separate of anything else. <laughs> it's not like you start to fight Loki and some badass track starts playing. So I yeah, I turned it off and haven't missed it since. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like the classic MMO thing of like. The son, the guy in the battlefield, he's like, "Tell my son I love him." It's like, oh, yeah. he's right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you could tell him, tell yourself, we can wave. Yeah, probably get his attention. You know, or like, you know, just the, the most dangerous, you know, enemies slaughtering things, and then like twenty feet away, there's the camp of like, we're yeah. safe over here. Like, what? yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of has. I was telling Ben, it has this like, like EDF kind of vibe. Like it has that oh. kind of budget where it's like it's it looks cool, but it also kind of feels like a budget. Mm-hmm. Game, um, uh, as in Earth Defense Force, just the just the yeah. way people kind of look and the heroes all look good, but like you go into a zone and there's like five NPCs that they just someone will be like, talk to my brother, and it's like the same guy. Well, what what <laughs> makes EDF work is it it is extremely aware of its budget and it mm-hmm. leans into that into how it presents itself in the story and everything. So the craziness yeah. of like the whole convergence, like. Talks about like there's one mission you have to do where like the joke is that Spider Man never get anything done because they're always talking to each other and they're just yeah. like oh my god this one fight I did well <laughs> it's like you get to work Spider Man so yeah. like it's aware that there's chaos like mm-hmm. you log into the world and you go Omega Flight is the name of your like Avengers group of all the you know it's the Avengers of the Avengers and you go into this world and when you first queue up it's you and like 
uh, 200 players just standing there because you're all just like checking your mailbox and mm-hmm. you haven't like run into the area yet. And it, it fits. Like, it, there's nothing about this. Like, okay, well, this looks dumb and MMOE. It's like, no, that's that's the whole, that's why Hank Pym and Nick Fury and Rocket Raccoon and Tony Stark all got together to figure this out. Yeah. Because all of these heroes were sla- smashed together, and it's like we gotta, you know, you know, figure out what the most important threats are and try to like, you know, uh, get away from the chaos. Uh, they do a thing called Squad XP, which I think Avengers should do, where everything you every time you level up one character it also dumps into a squad group that levels up everybody mm-hmm. so if i just focus on one character and get them to 100 which is kind of tricky uh then if i go back and like oh i'm going to do spider-man now he is way more powerful than your original hero mm-hmm. was because he's getting all the boons that they got and that's great that like if i'm going and i'm like oh level up captain marvel if she got any like fun costume boons or anything i just give them all the cap i just put them all into like a, a group storage and then he pulls that out if cap unlocks some cool like outfit thing or something that like, he doesn't need put it into storage and like Doctor Strange grabs it and he puts it on like hmm. so it's there's a lot of again it's just it it's a game that is tapping into all of my worst you know you, you, it's you with microtransactions you know like you would buy games <laughs> I'm worse about microtransactions you're worse about games yeah it's the it's you with games it's just me when I when I see that little XP grind when I see the level go up when I see the X squad XP go up yeah. right when I say when I start a new day in a mobile app and like oh well you can refresh all your stuff and go get them like I can't we got the guild too easy allies you're nice. actually uh, talking about something that mm. I, I I kind of I, I feel like I've been going through with uh, with mobile games because I not that long ago in Frame Trap I talked about um, near reincarnation and and all the positive things that it was doing but I've reached a point where like it feels like work booting it up yeah where mm. it's like. I really appreciate the stories that they're doing, but it's like, truly, like I'm going to try to go into as much granular detail quickly as I can, where it's like, okay, I log in, and I'll get the daily bonus, and then there's an event bonus, and then there's an anniversary bonus, and so I'm clicking through all these screens, and it's like, okay, I got to go to my inbox, I got to redeem all these things to make sure that I get them, and then, okay, this... I can upgrade my weapons if I do these quests, but I, I only have like two hours to do them, so I gotta go and I gotta do that, and then I gotta make sure that my team is right, and I that the, they have their weapons equipped, and then they have the, the sub weapons equipped, and then the companions I gotta level those up, and it's like I can level up every single part of every character, and it's just like I understand that they need the grind and they need mm-hmm. it's a living game, and so they need to constantly have players to, to have things to do, but like. I get to a point pretty quickly in a lot of these mobile games where it's like the checklist is just kind of exhausting. Like, you know, in a single day, it might not be that bad. But when you're like, okay, I've got to do this every day forever, you know, if you're if you're Mm -hmm. trying to commit to it like that, it just it just wears me out in a way that I I definitely. um, But it's funny. Bounce off of, you know, what wears me out is like Overwatch. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's Call of Duty is like. I gotta perform. You know, it's like, mm. okay, it's a new match. It's like, okay, I can't miss it. Okay, okay. You know, just like every second, like that, it feeds into a tension where it's like, I get this kind of tension just going through the day. Mm, <laughs> you know, right, like worrying right. about, oh, like, sure, you yeah. know, like what equipment will break or what. Yeah. You know? So, like, it's funny that a lot of, like, it's why I couldn't really get into Counter Strike. Like, when I play games and I, like, really get, you know, get matched against a really tough AI or, or a really, you know, challenging player base. It's like, why am I stressing myself out like this? So in a strange way, all that dumb work mm-hmm. calms my brain. I don't know why. It's it's a very yeah. strange thing. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, no, absolutely. There's like, I think that's very interesting. Yeah, actually. like the, my Galaxy of Hero, like I, 80% of my playtime in Galaxy of Heroes every day is like not playing. It's just me going through the menus and figuring mm-hmm. out what character I want to level up next and managing resources and all that stuff. And, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's wild. It I, I agree with you to a certain extent because the... 
the task list and kind of going through that stuff can be extremely satisfying. Honestly, I think it's part of the reason why I love JRPGs so much, but I think the reason why I tend to gravitate towards more traditional JRPGs as opposed to, like, gotcha games is there's an inevitability to that checklist that gotcha games don't have where it's like, I can do all that work in a gotcha game and I still might not get the thing that I want. Right. Even even if I spend money, I may not get the thing that I want, whereas in a JRPG it's like, I know that if I do this side quest, I will get this thing. I will, mm-hmm. you know, I know where the pieces are and then I can put them into place. And so that's definitely a part of it as well. And so I, I, I'm bringing up all of this, right, to ask, is that still, all of these things that I'm describing, is that still very much a part of future revolution and it doesn't bother you or is it done in an exceptional way or... Does this separate itself um, from the typical fare? I, I think guess. the main thing, like I like Star Wars because I like the combinations. I liked mm-hmm. getting the Phoenix Squad together and leveling them up. That was yeah. fun. You know, I liked mm-hmm. when they were like competitive now. So if I, like some event happened, they're like, "Ooh, only Phoenix Squad for this." I was like, "Well, my Phoenix Squad kicks ass, so great." You know, like my strongest team is a bounty hunter team, like the OG bounty. Granted, Django and Boba Fett are on the same team. That wouldn't happen, but still, doesn't matter. Um, it's fun getting the Sith together and like mm-hmm. doing some event. You know. Whereas with this new game, it's just fun to see Cap kick ass. Like, mm-hmm. there's one one thing that Ultimate Alliance didn't do and it broke my heart was everybody had a capped amount of abilities that was always on your, your bar. So, like, if you saw my Cap doing something, what you see is what you get. In this, every character has seven abilities, and you can only have five. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's two or three abilities that you can toss that I actually have saved money and not even leveled up. Yeah. And one of them, I feel bad because it's wonderful when people give it to me. I'm like, oh, thanks. It's some like defense boost that you just get by being near a Captain America. But you get like four shields that like spin around you. Cool. It's like, what the? No. <laughs> it's, it's, it fun. It seems just, it's just, it's like a flashy thing. It's right. like, that's like Doctor Strange magic stuff. Like yeah. Cap, if it was like underneath me or something, just visually, I'm like, that's a little weird. So I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Um, I <laughs> mo- mostly fo- focus on like, uh, you know, uh, offensive stuff. But it's just fun for me while I'm cutting the podcast and setting it to auto battle to just look down and be like, oh, cool. Okay, finish that quest. All right. Boop, 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 yeah. I, I definitely With another like... character. Because if I'm going through a new area with Cap, I do want to see the story. I do want to know like what's going on. I, I just finished Sakaar. It was, it was pretty cool. feel like I have this monkey brain when it comes to like stat allocation in RPGs where I really have to fight myself to not just put things in damage. Like, oh, I ha- at, at the oh, cost yeah. of everything. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and sometimes it works out and sometimes it's the wrong decision, but... um, (laughs) Even stuff that's like, if your health drops below 30%, it increases your health. And it's like, if my health dropped below 30%, I failed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Get out of here. Um, (laughs) Damage all the time. I think you would be proud I also picked Captain America as my my, my boy. Nice. It feels good. He's the... As the leader of the team. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I but just, it, a fun crew. Thing. Storm, I thought was a fun pick out of all the yeah. X-Men. They went over Storm of oh, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Storm is she sick. Says, yeah, Storm's cool. She um, says the word Storm in like 10 of her combat quotes. Storm! Here comes the Storm! I oh, think I noticed that because they, they have you go through a bunch of characters at the beginning and you play as Storm and yeah. But the oh, and everyone gets their own cool little intro. Anyway. So before they like get into the world, you know, like MMO sometimes will have mm-hmm. like a class intro. Yeah, Spider Man gets his own story where like he's doing a thing, and then another Spider Man shows up. Like, come on! And they like jump through the portal. So they, um, you, know. you mentioned uh, the Easy Allies Guild, yeah. and just not very active, admittedly. There's not much to do. We can like they give us points for so playing together, 
But in Galaxy yeah. of Heroes, there's a lot of stuff we just naturally contribute. It's just like, eh, give us money and go do stuff together, mm. basically. You're, um, you're actually touching on, on – you're basically answering my question, but – I love the idea. So uh, two mobile game experiences that I've had recently, Sinnoh Alice and uh, Call of Duty Mobile, yeah. which I actually think Call of Duty Mobile is very good. Amanda's in there somewhere. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. It's some um, stuff. Like uh, in Sinnoh Alice, you have these these big Coliseum battles that you kind of do with, with your guild. And uh, in Call of Duty Mobile, they like for, they like really push you to be like, just jo- we'll, we'll have you quick join a guild and you can get in there. And I always think that that's so neat, like yeah. having this game where on your phone where you're just so connected to other people. But my experience, and maybe this is just the way that I play, it, I, I, I quickly forget that they're even there. Like you don't really have good ways to communicate with each other right. or like they, they just they, – they almost feel like AI that you're with in yeah. a way, even though they're, you know, they're really Because it has the games. MMO vibe, they really push the MMO chat. And that's actually right. one thing that's been really funny because I haven't played MMOs in a long time. And like MMO chat is just, just watching people complain about MMOs is mm-hmm. really, <laughs> really funny. It's a mobile MMO. Just like, ah, these updates are I'm like, calm down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I've been fun of Fantasy 11. Believe me, I care. I know. I know. Yeah. I know you get invested, but like we're all. Well, I, we're I all think Spider-Man. the thing it is, I just, don't, I just don't feel that connection that I've felt right. in other. And other games. They, all, so. they all do it differently. Clash of Clans was my favorite, and I've never played a game that did something like this. Because in Clash, when we would g- go up against other guilds, you would have to pick a camp. So you would look at camps, and you'd be like, okay, I think that player and me are, are most similarly matched. Like, there are some camps I couldn't even touch, but I'm going to try to go get this one. And my guild would be like, all right, go for it. And then while I was trying to take that camp, the whole guild could watch. So you would like click Whoa. on it happening in real time and you could watch it in real cool. time. Yeah. And so like when I was done and like if I did it and won, like I'd back out and chat, which would be like, yeah, that's, like you did that's it. cool. Like, that's cool. cool. But um, yeah, all games handle it differently. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. chat's way more active in Galaxy of Heroes and like in my guilds, like I was, we have 20 players that, you know, play a ton. That yeah. Are all, like some are much more high level than me, but like they're not, they don't need me for anything. They're, you know, <laughs> they're just fine. I, yeah. I can't help them that's, with gains. We, we're all just contributing to the guild and we get benefits for it. But. That's also always a debilitating experience uh, yeah. with with these mobile games. It's just like I, you run into like whales or people who just put in so much time and you're like, yeah, I can't. I, I am of no help to you ever. Yeah. <laughs> I've even just kind of scratched the surface on the Rockstar Social Club. There's a lot of stuff that happens mm. there. A lot of stuff you can unlock. And both in GTA and Red Dead, I was like, I, in another world, I did a lot there. But I yeah. just never... Didn't really have the time. But, um, and there's the auto battling, which is funny because there were a lot of people, you know, Huber like sent me an article. He's like, an interesting read where somebody was like losing their mind. They're like, what's the point? Why am I auto battling? It like, definitely why felt am I like even a. Playing it? Maybe it probably wasn't intentional knowing Huber, but it definitely felt like a slight towards you. Well, he's, he's like, he's check tra- out this article. He's trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know, you're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And I'm sure. Yes, yes. I'm sure. Hey, if I have that moment, you know, that intervention, Jones, I see you're playing a lot of mobile games. I'm worried about you. I just want to make sure. Did you did you boot up your PS5 or your Xbox like that? I did. I did. I played. Okay, good. I'm just checking. The article was like raging against auto I'm battle, a, I'm right? I'm be playing Riders Republic. Yeah. Well, this guy was. This guy wrote. I don't remember. I wish I could direct people. It was basically like, what am I? What am I doing? And it's it's what you just said with not Cino Alice, but with the near game, mm-hmm. where you there's this part of you that's just enriched, like Star Wars fan, Marvel fan, where I'm like, we. I just love being in this world. And then mm-hmm. there's this part of me slowly rising that's like, what are you doing? There's so many more valuable things you'd be doing with your time. And eventually those two things will cross and I'll, right. I'll put the game down. Hasn't happened with Galaxy of Heroes six years later, but um, a lot of mobile games, like I've bounced off. Um, yes, and you're so, perfectly describing what I go through. So yeah. it's just really, it's really interesting to have developers be like, we know that's going to happen, so we'll try to keep people for as long as we can, mm-hmm. or 
That's why when stuff like Destiny or Adventures comes out and they're like, oh, our players went away. It's like, what did you think? That's okay. Like, yeah. we have to be in an ecosystem where that's fine. You have to let them go play Madden and go play Battlefield yeah. because they, you know, you that's good for you. And then they'll come back later. Yeah, you got to get them to come back. Stuff. Um, um, it, it's funny that you, you kind of mentioned the Wii aspect of like your Marvel fandom or your Star Wars fandom. Cause going through that with Nier, it's like, that's, that's why I like this game. Like if the Nier stuff wasn't here, of I mm-hmm. wouldn't get hardly anything out of it or maybe nothing out of it at all. Um, but it's like, it's being retrofitted into this format and it's like this thing I love is this super grand action RPG that's single player. And so it's like, it's taking a lot of those aspects and putting it into this thing, but the format of it is also kind of like keeping me at arm's length, Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, I can watch ads for mobile games that I'm never going to play so I can get this currency so I can pull the slot machine (laughs) in this near game. Like, it's a weird thing to kind of like wrestle with yeah. like and 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 what you're enjoying and why you're enjoying it yeah yeah um but the auto battling i think we got away from you know, the point that you were trying to make it, it it basically is is just again one of those things where it's like i wouldn't want auto battling in ultimate alliance because i'm sitting on my couch with a mm-hmm. nintendo controller in my hand and i want to play mm-hmm. you know play this game whereas in this it's like yeah i don't I don't know if that quest you sent me on is to the left or right. I would love it if Cap just ran toward it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then what's nice is if I hit an ability or I hit my basic attack or I jump or I move the controller or dodge, they'll do it. It's the it's it's auto in the absence of control. So like mm-hmm. if you start controlling, you're con- you immediately you're controlling it. Um, and then like the moment you put the put it down, he'll just take off. So it's fun like if I'm fighting a boss you know, even if I'm directly fighting the boss, I'll still have auto battle on because if I'm like, oh, trying to move away and then like he pauses or like I know he's about to land and I can get in there and do an attack, I'll let go because he's going to activate my abilities way faster than I could. You know, like, mm-hmm. so it's just nice to let go, have Cap run in and rah, and he'll just, you know, pop all of my cooldowns and then like all my 10 second cooldowns will start. I'll manually run out. And it's interesting. It's for, for like an action game. It's like, oh, like, again, this would not work at all if this was not on mobile, but it is. And it's just kind of self-aware in that way. So. You, um, I, I think it was Huber making a joke uh, about the auto battling stuff, and you very elegantly and very succinctly kind of gave this great defense that I was like, you know, I that is that's a really good point. I remember thinking to myself at the time, and it was, you were like, yeah, it's auto battling, but I'm getting to watch Captain America do sick things. Like, right. there's still that inherent joy to it. And I'm like, that is a really good point. Like, a big reason why. We go and we watch these movies, right? And I think about the the final battle in, in Endgame, for instance, is it's just you're watching these characters, purely watching, right? You're not participating in in this spectacle. And so I, I can think that that is a good defense for enjoying this type of thing where you're like, yeah, I just want to watch superheroes do cool shit and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, why do we need right. to pretend like it <laughs> has to be something more than that? And when I thought it, that was very good. When if you're, yeah, if you're hungry for Marvel combat like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's many, 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 many places you can go. Yeah. And like I said, in in the the live sense, in the MMO sense, if like Storm goes running by me, like I I, I don't care. In most in most senses, can't tell if that mm-hmm. person's directly in control of the character. Like you know, Iron Man just came in and dropped a you know a bunch of bombs on this boss, and we won. It was cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm curious. I'm curious what, what kind of content they add. There's a dark zone that I haven't done because I think I 
at like 99 I unlock it. Yeah. So I see them, a lot of people talk about Dark Zones. I'm like, Meh. And I guess like the enemies popping up is like a big deal later on in Endgame because I hear them like complaining about it. Like, Modoc hasn't spawned today. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that doesn't matter. You know, bother me right now, but maybe in a month or so, I'll be like, where's Modoc? But, um, um, th- this is a broader question that I don't think we really have time to get into. I'm going to take up the whole show today. Please. With Marvel uh, Future please. Revolution. And but, then we're all going to download and play it at the end of the show. I, I think the other problem that I have with mobile games is not necessarily the games themselves, but like with my phone, there's so much I can do with it at once. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, I could watch a movie right. or catch up on TV right. or I could turn on Twitch or get on YouTube or listen to music or I could get invested in these games that have a lot going on. And it, in a way, I, I think it, it always, it, it's just too much. And I don't, I, I don't have the focus, I think, uh, when I open up my phone to be as committed to one thing as I, I would like. Whereas, like, back in the day when I would bring my Game Boy with me, it's like, nah, man, like, you just got Link's Awakening. Like, you're just going right. to play that. It's mm-hmm. all you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and in a way, I, I almost missed that. Like, yeah. I, I think the, the focus. Yeah. The, the, the amount of choices seems like such a blessing, but I, I think it can be such a curse. And so it's it's like a little bit of both. Like I said, when I was cutting your death loop review, like I was out of battle. You know, like in yeah, the corner, like right. Cap was running around, like right. while I was editing it, and I could just kind of like send him on quests and then like, <laughs> look down, and be like, oh, you finished that? Okay, go do right. that. Um, but when I like fought Thanos with all my characters at level fifty five, like you go and you take on Thanos just by yourself. Um, I did that on the couch outside, like with Sophie yeah. sitting there, and you're like, yeah. okay, here we go. You know, yeah. Thanos voice actor sounds a lot like Kratos. He's definitely mm. he's oh. not he's not like the considerate, you know, Josh Brolin. He's very, very, growly, very deep. Huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's fun. My my Black Widow kind of looks like Calamity Jane. She kind of got a Western vibe going mm. on. Cool. It's fun. And yeah, like if you're out in the MMO sense, like seeing some crazy storm come up, like, what is that? Hair yeah. storm? I gotta find that wig. Yeah. Uh Brendan, this is the most excited I think I've ever been to bring a game to Frame Trap and to you specifically. Um and it, it kind of has a weird twist in it because um, I think it was on a group stream. I was mentioning how I was I was I've been in this rock star kick as yeah the next game that I will talk about. We'll get into it, but I've I've been playing a lot of rock star games, and I I don't know why, but it I just well, fall into these weird holes. As someone who's known you for years, yes, you get into kicks. I, I do. I <laughs> absolutely certain do things, and you go. All in on that franchise. Yeah. Like, you just did Battlefield. Uh, dude, okay. Two, <laughs> yeah, two, Star Wars two, was a good uh, run. Two, yeah, it, it, it is what it is. I, I, kick is the perfect way to describe it. Not only did I have I been playing a bunch of Rockstar games, but it, as soon as I like was fully inserted into this kick, I went online and I was like, okay, I don't have Manhunt 2. I bought Manhunt 2. I was like, okay, I don't have Liberty City Stories. I bought Liberty City Stories. Okay, I don't nice. have Vice City Stories. I bought that. Got a bunch of stuff on my phone. But anyway, I was talking about Manhunt on a group stream. And I was like, I've never played Bully, and you know, you've always spoke so highly about it. I really want to play Bully. And I was traveling, and so I was like, I don't have a way to play Bully. And then I randomly saw that Bully was on the phone. Right. And I was like, that can't can't be good. But I had been playing GTA 3 on my phone, and I was like, this. what's funny about GTA 3 on the phone, and I'll get into it later, is it's great – until you get like halfway through the game and the missions are so bullshit that you're like, I, I, can, I cannot do this on a phone. Like the amount of bullshit in these missions is not possible on a phone. But anyway, I was like, I'll give it a chance. And I just, I booted up Bully. And one, I am shocked at how good the mobile version is. Cool. Like 
I bet this, the classes are kind of cool. I bet they like yeah. reinvented it a little bit. Yeah, because they're all mini games basically. So it, it, it's not perfect. I definitely think like switching targets in combat doesn't work well on mobile. But mm. like moving around the classes, mechanics, yeah. everything, even like how frequently it auto saves and how quickly you can move through menus and stuff. I was like, this seems like a fantastic way to play this game. Cool. Like I have, I have. In terms of like console ports to phone, yeah, this has to be up there with like one of the best that I've ever played. Cool. Like, like really shocked. Like, I, I, I think the GTA Three on phone experience is commendable in a lot of ways. This blows it out of the water. Well, this is for in, sure in part why I've you know I'm enjoying the auto battling so much. in Future Revolution is like traditionally 3D combat on yes. mobile is just not well. It's not great. In at least so far, in Bully, I'm not done with the game yet. Um, I'm in chapter. Two, I want to There's say. not like a crazy amount of combat. Well, that's that that what I want to say. The combat is very, very simple, yeah. right, for the most part. Um, and so I think that really actually benefits it on the phone. But talking about it, I realized that I've always kind of had, maybe even subconsciously, this kind of stigma about Bully that was, that's completely unfair, where I'm like, oh, that seems neat, but it's just like high school GTA or middle school GTA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I, I was always like, yeah, I'll get to it, but like I... I I think I'd kind of always written it off because of that. I love this game. (laughs) It's so good. The world is good. It's a a cozy, cozy place to be. It's yeah. I keep coming back to it. It's, it's so, so, so good and so charming and, and way better than I think that like that, that middle school uh, GTA thing would have you believe the characters are so well written uh, in a way to where like, they're kind of scummy, but they're not like GTA scummy. It, it's like it, it's like this caricaturized version of like things that you went through in middle school, and it's exaggerated in a way that allows for all of this chaos to be enjoyable and not be weird, right? Like it's it's like an it, it's like an exaggerated feeling of what you went through, um, and like the missions that you're doing are so much fun. Like there's one where. This nerdy kid wants to give a speech uh, as as a class president. I was actually going to ask how that was on mobile. Because yeah, the shooting stuff. I, I had wondering. no problem. Cool. Yeah, um, that gets a little stressful because he's he's giving this speech uh, uh, about why he wants to be class president, but the jocks want to interrupt his speech, and so they'll they'll come and they'll throw stuff at him, and you have to be like on the balcony shooting them away. And as he's giving this speech, if the bullies hit him. The, like dialogue will appear like, oh, why are you doing this to me? Or like, this sucks. Um, and it's it's just so much fun to go through. Like there's an inherent, it's, it's like a really funny, charming game. And uh, the class stuff, I love the class stuff. That might be my favorite aspect of all is how your character progresses. Because when you go to class, depending on the type of class that you go to, you get a new thing for your character. So if you pass chemistry, you can make new things uh, in your lab. If you pass English, you can have more uh, dialogue options with characters. And I'm like, this is so cool and and, and a relatively uh, non-traditional way of doing this, right? You think about progression in games, and even in GTA, like 5, for instance... Your driving stat goes up as you drive. Like, it's very much, you know, you think of the typical RPG, like, I beat up dudes, I get experience, Mm -hmm. I get stronger. But here it's like, no, if I go to English and I play this little mini game where I unscramble words 
and I, I can do it well enough that I pass, now I'll be able to talk to girls better or whatever if it is. If you go to art class, you can talk to chicks better. Yes, that's what it is. Sorry. Yeah, I think I'm, I was getting them mixed up there. But the general point yeah. is true of uh, just the, 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 how it kind of takes very basic game mechanics mm-hmm. and, and filters them through this school system. And you can skip all of really it. really interesting way. Yeah. I yeah. think you have to go to the first class because it's like a story thing. Mm. But then you never have to go to class again. Whoa. And right. if you... If you're on campus and trying to do a mission and uh, you haven't gotten to that like GTA classic like yellow spot to start uh-huh. the mission and the bell goes off then the um, the security or the what's the word I'm looking for like the prefects basically will chase you down and you can like you can like get defensive options later where you like punch yeah. in the stomach and run away. Uh, and I love you, you kind of get like finishing moves when you're beating up people, but it's it's not Whoa. yeah. So what makes it great is your finishing move isn't like you know stomping on their face. It's like I'm gonna like give you a snake bite and go on your arm, or like I'm gonna slap can you, you. Give someone a wedgie. Yeah. Um, I haven't given anybody a wedgie yet, but you I think you know. give them a wedgie and you can embarrass them too. So like, if someone's nice. beat, you can like insult them on top of it, and they'll like be mortified. Yeah. And run around <laughs> and laugh at them, and like that's funny. And your your weapons are like you can throw marbles and they'll just trip, that's or fun, like yeah. you can you can throw eggs at them or stink bombs. It's or like whatever. Home Alone. Fucking but, yeah. think, but again, Heat think action. GTA yes, Three. Exactly. Think the GTA Three like. Where, like, I remember when, you know, like, PS3, when I was playing Uncharted, and I would, like, move Nathan Drake just a little bit, and, like, his whole body would move, or you would, like, turn him, and he would always, like, turn fluidly. This is, like, the GTA 3 to San Andreas era, where, like, I move left, and the character, like, boom! You know, it's like, well, immediately, yeah, turn, like, 90 degrees. So it, like, even as pretty as this game has looked, if I play it on PC or play it, like, in the better versions, it's like, oh, I forgot. Like, that control is still, you know, I, even if yeah. you want to be kind of subtle in these interiors, it's like, uh, the character yeah. is just very wobbly. That's actually something that I um, appreciate, at least on mobile, and it's, it is it is interesting because I, I think we're going to be we have very different experiences just because I've been playing on mobile. But, uh, like, GTA 3, I think just in general, but also on mobile, it's like, he can run for two seconds and then he's tired. Like right. this, who made this? Like it's just, it's just kind of a pain. Whereas in Bully, I'm like, I'm flying everywhere. Like yeah, the movement yeah. speed is so fast, yeah. and it's like, I if I need to get there, like boom, I'm there. And I, I always really appreciate fat in, in more on. open games. Yeah, you get a skateboard as well, uh, which is great. Um, it's funny you were talking about last Thursday. I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, you get skateboard and Bully, yeah. and here we are. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I think part of the reason that I've, I, I've, I've kind of been going through this like almost love affair with Rockstar Games recently because there's they, they always have like these little details or these moments that just sort of organically come up and it's like, I didn't expect that to happen. Like I wasn't thinking about that um, because I think as you do side missions or something, you, you, you get new costumes and I got this red ninja costume. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is like, I'm going to immediately qu- equip this. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, Oh, the prefix are yelling at me because I'm not in school uniform. Of course, like, yeah. the, like you do get this cool costume, you but it's still con- run past and go to class. If right, you want, but like- exactly. <laughs> but it's still like contextualized in the world. Right. And then I got like thinking, like I know that this doesn't sound like that big of a deal, but think about how many games you play where you can make your character whatever, and like no one cares. You know yeah. what I mean? Like no one will. You could be like a crazy monster freak and. There's, they'll react to you like you're the savior or, or right. just like a very typical hero. And so it's like, oh, wow, like that, that's making this normally like pretty basic decision like a, just a little bit more the elaborate. The franchise does yeah. that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right, right, right. 
I just replayed that. That was a kick. Yeah. On. You did, did all of them? Bought, back to back to back? Bought, bought Fable 2 on Steam. Have not have not played it. Okay. Downloaded it, but I played Fable 1. But um, And I think uh, also not a lot of games that force you to go to bed. Like you mm-hmm. will, I think at like midnight or 1 a.m. you pass out, just mm-hmm. wherever you are, and you wake up in bed and like um, – but I, you know, that kind of day to day vibe with the school, like it, it puts you in a different mindset, just like persona. Like once yeah. you, once there's the idea of like these days matter, like the, like yesterday was the day before and tomorrow is going to be a different day. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like games like that. And I think that's why um, stories impact me so much in Rockstar games is because it's not just the cutscenes that we're saying, it's not the dialogue we're writing. It's like how that, it's like the fact that you had to leave your apartment at the beginning of the story and you go back to where you live at the end of it. Yeah. You know, just that kind of starting and stopping makes it real in a way or, or immerses me in a way that a lot of other games don't. You compare it to Persona, and I think uh, a fault of the more recent Persona games is, uh, despite having like really interesting characters that, that are complex, the way that they talk to you is kind of like too referential. Hmm. Where they're like, oh, man, like you're so cool. Like <laughs> I love hanging out with you, Joker. Like It's, it's kind of that vibe. Um, which has its own charms, but I appreciate in Bully, like, that's not the case. Everybody fucking hates you. And they'll yeah. just, like, <laughs> yeah. shit talk you and, like, try to beat you up. And, I'm, you know, I'm sure that that changes as the game goes on. You build up reputation with different groups or whatever. But I love just kind of this, like, you against the entire school yeah. vibe, you know. Um, and it has a good South Park way of, of showing that, like, they're all flawed. Like, mm-hmm. they're all, like, even the even the, the the nerds that are technically, like, the smartest. Like, they're the ones that are most aware, I think, of yeah. what's going on. Like, they're completely socially awkward. And then you have, like, you know, the girls who obviously have the attention of the boys, but they have all their issues that they're dealing with with each other, all the infighting. And then mm-hmm. the jocks who are just, like, have see no value in, you know, or, like, the, the, the greasers who are, I don't want to be on campus. Like, right. they're probably, like, ditching most of the time. So it's interesting to like get like there's no clear bad guys like, yeah. in it. It's just kind of you all playing them against each other, which you do in GTA as well, mm-hmm. which is fun to do. Um, I, I I just have to say that like I I feel so ignorant for for thinking like oh it's just GTA in middle school because like it's so it's such a well thought out and executed on concept like they just they just crush this sort of like open world school setting where you get to kind of make your choices in a way that is so fascinating. And it's like, and I, I also feel this way about Manhunt, which we're not going to have time to get into on this episode, but I would love to talk about as well. Um, uh, you know, if you want to save that for a later frame trap, I'll go back. Cause I didn't like yeah. Manhunt, but I, you know, what did you get Manhunt on? Okay. So, uh, so I've had a journey with Manhunt. I, I've previously tried yeah, to play it. I, I've never seen it like pop up somewhere. I've previously tried to play it. Like a couple of times, I, huh. I thought, and I always thought it was like way too frustrating. I just, I just like wanted to like it more than I did. But this most recent time, so shout out to this group. I can't blanking on the name right now, but they've all the Rockstar games on PC. Uh, they've released definitive edition patches for, and they're extremely easy to install. You oh, just cool. put it into your Steam folder and you run it. And I've been playing uh, like the definitive version of Manhunt on oh, PC cool. through Steam. And it has finally clicked with me. Mm. I haven't finished it yet, but I, I've definitely put more time into it than I used to. Uh, and I, I intend to finish it. And I've really enjoyed it. And I think you and I would have a very interesting cool. conversation about it. Because I think we've kind of been in the same place. But anyway, it's it's really making me think, like, there's there's way too much 
in Bully for them to not make another one. Like, this is too yeah, good. Like, they really need so to make long. another one. Yeah. Just, the, the generations just come and go. And yeah. Yeah, you well, guys could absolutely destroy this. They do one game every, like, six years. Yeah. So. Especially because there's still one major thing. Two last things I want to say about Bully. One, yeah. excellent Halloween game. If anybody's looking for something to get in the Definitely. Halloween mood. Absolutely. Within an 100%. hour and a half, I think, in the campaign, yes. Yes. you get to Halloween. Yes. And, like, everyone gets in costume. The whole school cool. changes. There's all these missions. There's, like, a bonus mission. It's a great... And then you, like, get up the next day and the decorations are gone. You have that classic, like, November, like, oh, it's over. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I always like to, like to go back and play that. Also, um, the NPC, the NPCs in that game are rarely just NPCs. Like, so if you, there's, like, the, the redhead gal who I'd always recognize. This guy who's got her hair up in a red ponytail. Mm-hmm. And if you go into, like, the uh, commercial district, she'll be there, but not in her school uniform. She'll have, like, another outfit on and she'll be shopping. And so, like, yeah. if you, you see students and faculty and other people... And it's like, oh, I would love Rockstar to do that, to make something that's not, that's the biggest map we've ever made. It's like, make something mm-hmm. small that I'm seeing how it, in a Shenmue way, seeing mm-hmm. like how it operates. Yeah. I haven't been a lot of that. Like, like there's kind of indie games, but no bigger right. you know, developer that's known for open world stuff has gone and like done something intimate in that way. Um, but yeah, I, I really have to recommend the, the mobile port. And it's funny because... Like I, there's a mobile version of, of Max Payne as well, and I was like, I'll, I'll give that a spin. And it's just like Ooh. almost hilariously not meant yeah. for mobile. Like <laughs> this doesn't feel good, and the concessions that you made, like like it's, it's like not the, like very clearly not the way to play that game. Um, and I'd, I'd love to play Bully on like PC or console just for comparison. But yeah, I've been I've been really shocked if anybody out there is nice. is curious. Uh, but it's time to get a little hot. Ooh. It's time to turn up the heat. Oh, no. uh, for the sizzle, and I don't know where this sizzle came from. From uh, the one that I initially landed on was is way more boring than this one. I'm I'm hoping we get some juicy stuff out of this. Kind of just hit me like a bolt of lightning. What is the worst restaurant experience you can remember having? And if you need some time to think, I have a very recent one oh, that nice. is. A mess because yeah, there's so many different ways it can go. Scheduling, quality of food, right? Other right. people, you, at the restaurant open to with interpretation. You. I went to uh, Las Vegas for my birthday um, in June, and by the time that we got there, a lot of restaurants were closed, and the only thing that was open was Denny's. And <laughs> what I'm about to tell you is is definitely my fault. I acknowledge that, but the ways in which it got messed up are very funny. And for some reason, we sit down at a Denny's, and I see that they have salmon on the menu. And I'm like, I'll, I'll order the salmon. That sounds good. I love seafood. I love salmon. And the guy taking my order is definitely surprised that I'm ordering the salmon. <laughs> Which leads me to believe that this is something that has never happened or very rarely happens. Yeah. And they go back, and... It's it's like an hour we're waiting on the salmon. And let me tell you, I've cooked salmon many times. It does not take an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they clearly don't know what is going on. And they bring it to me. And you think of salmon, you think of like this really beautiful kind of like pinkish glow it's, that it's it has. It's a very particular color. Yes, it's a very <laughs> particular color. Right. This is a brown lump. This, oh, you, I, I feel like I could show this to people, and it's like this is not. You, di- you didn't what's, take a photo, like that's. What, I didn't take. That's a photo. what iPhones are for. Yes, you're totally right. <laughs> I should have because it's it's a good story. I did not take a photo. Um, 
And he comes out and he's like very apologetic and he's like, he's like, oh, I'm very sorry. Like it's cold. Like we'll go and we'll heat it up. And or no, he'll we'll remake it is what he said. I oh think, shit! I th- it, it was either heating it up or remaking it. I don't remember. I think he said remaking it. And he goes away and like a significant amount of time passes and he comes back out and it's the same brown lump again. Oh, like no. it's just it's just it's a carbon copy of what happened before. And yeah, it was not. Not Dude. good, yeah. but very funny to the point where it's like, I'm glad I had that experience because it was mm. just so funny. Yeah. Ugh. Um, I'm trying to think. It wasn't just particularly a restaurant. I think it was a brewery also. This place called Pizza Port, mm. I believe it was called, in San mm-hmm. Diego. I went with my brother one time. And they have pizza there, obviously. Yeah. So we ordered a pizza. I'm not kidding, dude. Waited over an hour. Oh, my God. And they just forgot, like, forgot it wasn't, about us. It wasn't, like, deep dish or anything that takes no, a long time. Yeah. No. Okay. And it's, like, me and my brother are super patient about a lot of that stuff. Sure. Because, like, we've worked in, like, food things before we For get sure, it. For sure, yeah. But it's, like, they just fucking forgot about <laughs> yeah, us. Man. They were not cool to us at all. <laughs> Fuck that. They, like, didn't give a shit. And I was, like, Fuck this place. Yeah. We are never coming back here. Yeah. That's rough. Like, how do you... How do you I worked at pizza places. Like, how the fuck do you <laughs> mess that up so hard? Well, just, just to forget... Like... Things happen, right? Like yes. mistakes happen, and like they but forgot about like, you. They were cool. Yes, they were dickheads. That's the thing. That's what turns it over the edge. Is like that they had to be dicks about something yeah. that was totally their fault. Yeah, that and sucks. it's like, dude, meet my brother. Like the chillest people you could ask for. Absolutely. And if you make us mad, you really messed up. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Brad. You were one of the chillest people I've ever met. That's very I'm true. very patient. Yeah, uh, Brandon, you got anything? Uh, the uh, there was one time. Where I was at a seafood place, and I remember watching my parents lose it because they, we couldn't get a seat for like a long time, and I didn't care because I was a kid. I'm like, mm. we go to McDonald's. I don't care where I eat tonight. But it's fun, like watching my parents just like completely blow their top. Because there's something about it, like your parents. You're just like, oh, yeah. my parent is mad. Yeah, <laughs> not at me. Yeah, if my dad oh, got someone mad. else is in trouble. So that right. was fun. I'd be like, whoa. And I remember one time we went to uh, a really great restaurant, and no fault really of the restaurant, but it was just a, it was just a bad meal for me because it was after a long day at Disneyland. And it was at the Napa Rose, which is right outside the California Adventure. It's a beautiful restaurant. And we ate at, like, I think it's called the Vintner's Table. So it's, like, you know, like, one of, like, the, if not the head of the restaurant is going to come mm-hmm. up and be like, hey, I have your whole, you know, thing planned for you. And my mother-in-law, God love her, uh, did, like, some seven-course thing. And the rest of us just ordered a plate. Mm-hmm. And nobody else cared except for me because I was really hungry. I was, like, starting to get a headache. And the first, like, five parts of her seven-part thing came out before any of us were served. Oh, and that no. was just the way it was scheduled. Like, she, we, she didn't know that or anything. But it was just like, I'm at one side, and she's six people down. Just, mm, what's this? I'm just there staring. <laughs> like, and, like, more wine's not going to help. This mm-hmm. is not, I'm just, you know, the man is next to me. Like, I know you can't yeah. get mad about this because it's nobody's fault. But I was like, this sucks. <laughs> but. Beautiful restaurant, and you know, eventually, eventually had a really nice yeah. meal, but that was rough. <laughs> the worst is, yeah, when you're like starving mm-hmm. and like everything just feels like it's taking an eternity. But it's yeah. like, yeah, what if like your brother was eating pizza the whole time? Like, mm. yeah, not sure. When are you gonna get your pizza? Brother? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Um, this sizzle is brought to you by some wonderful Easy Ally sponsors. If you would like to be shouted out on our podcast, we have quite a few. Uh, go to patreon.com slash easyallies where you can find out more information. And uh, for this one, I knew we were going to be talking about Marvel Future Revolution. And it was going to be a, a lovely talk with Brandon Jones. So I thought for this, 
when we do the shout out after I read the names, uh, just pick a, any Marvel character that you want and oh, do nice. that voice. Oh, you, I'm going to do his freedom. The the, the, the the thing I hear every 20 or so seconds when Cap shouts it out. Here we go. So shout out to L. Thanis, Greg the Dark Knight Kettering, Caleb Togi Crawford, and Nick. Let freedom ring! Shout out, bub. That's what I was going to do. That's like the only one I know. <laughs> Shout out, bub. That's okay, all, all right. That's all I got. Hey, you know what? <laughs> that's all I got. That just Sorry. means we, we have good taste. It's I like, think. I don't know like a lot about Marvel characters, man. Yeah. Snicked. I don't know. Snicked. Uh, let's talk about this one. It's funny because like with Framestrap, the way that it's balance is it's like, okay, this guest is going to talk about two games. This guest is going to talk about two games. I'm going to talk about two games. This one, what's funny is I feel like we've all had, we can all talk about it. Um, and I think we've all played the one game so far on the collection from it. Uh, and that is the Castlevania Advanced Collection, mm-hmm. specifically Circle of the Moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad, why don't, you, why don't you lead us off here? Oh, yeah. I've been playing quite a bit. I played actually a lot of this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> I was playing, I was like, oh yeah, this was a Game Boy Advance game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Super basic mm-hmm. in like a Castlevania way. Uh, I think this was after Symphony of the Night, like the one after it. First GBA game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, good. Having a good time playing it. But yeah. it's just like super simple. I'm like, oh, it makes sense to me. Right. But like, I don't know what to say about this game. Where I'm like, this makes this game stand out. This specific mm-hmm. element. It's like, nah, it's just a Metroidvania Castlevania game. It's good. Yeah. But it doesn't really do a lot to surprise me. I guess the only thing that's kind of surprising is cards you get. Yes. The so you yeah, collect yeah. cards from enemies you kill, and you could like mix and match them for special abilities, like mm-hmm. a fire whip, which is cool, or like a flame that spins around you. Uh, something that I appreciate specifically in the collection is when you are attacking an enemy, it'll let you know, like, oh, hey, you can get this card from yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that just helps out as you're trying to get things. It does, but I... I turn it off after a while because I just it, got annoyed. It, it, just yeah, seeing it. it popping up like every two mm-hmm. seconds. It's like is every annoying. Hit you do. Yes, like, <laughs> yes. You're totally like, right, right about that. Yeah. I'm like all right, I don't really need this, but it's cool <laughs> yeah. if you want it. Mm-hmm. Good to know you can turn it off. I've not done that. Yeah, yet, yeah. But, yeah. Um, I have uh, not played a lot of this so far. I just played a little bit of it on the plane, uh, and what I like about Circle of the Moon is the difficulty. Where I don't feel like it's a a like Castlevania one like crush your balls hard, no. but it has these kind of like interesting moments where it's like oh damn like if I'm not paying attention like I'll get destroyed. Mm-hmm. But they feel fair so far. Like so there's this Earth demon that's like shooting giant Earth spikes at you, and it's like he's got a lot of health early on, and like if you get hit by those spikes, it can really mess you up. But they're easy to learn and avoid. And like the first boss, the wolf boss is like kind of a menace if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. And so I like, I died and I was like, oh man, okay. Like I really need to learn that fight better than I did. And I, I just had like this very satisfying progression, but going through at least in the very early game, a lot of the areas, it's not like constantly, yeah. you know, butting your head against the wall. Some of the optional bosses I fought, <laughs> I was like, oh, this they have way too much health. Sure. This is taking way too long. I could I could definitely see it going too far. There's like an area that is a mandatory area and I because I played this when it came out way back in the day, so I'm mm-hmm. kind of vaguely remembering things as I go. Yeah. And there's just this water place you go to later on. And the you go through water and it's poison. 
and there's these ice knights that throw ice at you. Like, yeah. you get hit, they throw a spike, you get frozen. Does like what fifty damage or some shit? I'm like whatever, I could take that. But if you get hit again, it's like two hundred. <laughs> mm. I'm just fucking dead. I'm like holy yeah. shit. Like, well, the difficulty spike for me, Ben, has been like easy. I played lots of Castlevanias and like really intense and back down. Yeah, and really intense and back down. Like okay. Well, and even like the potions that you get early on, it's like. This is almost worthless. Like this yeah, is he's like I, twenty I HP. I was like, oh, this sucks. This is this that did like almost <laughs> this nothing. Is jack shit. And I, I'm sure as I play more of it, um, my opinion will change because I remember playing it. I, I think it was the first game that I played on GBA when I played it, but I was very very young, and I remember thinking it was too hard at that time. Mm. But I've actually been enjoying the difficulty mm-hmm. here yeah. to the point where I'm I I was like, oh right, I can rewind, and I was like, I don't want to like i think i'm really like kind of latching on to the difficulty i don't know that i want to do that Mm -hmm. but it was brutal because uh when i got to the first boss that wolf boss i didn't find the same room i just kind of went into the boss and i died yeah and it was like you actually have to start (laughs) the whole game over Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. which i mean it it, once you know what you're doing it takes no time to get there yeah 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 uh, it can be unforgiving for sure but it's it's been a good time. To me, it's yeah. like just comfort food. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't do it. At this point in time, it's nothing new or anything I haven't seen before or the best at it, but I'm just having a good time going through it. Like whipping monsters? Like, yeah. I'm always yeah. into that shit. Yeah, Brad, you're, you're touching on something that I think you and I both agree with where, like, I just love Castlevania so much that, like, it. I'm not even really – I can't – it, it, it'd be interesting to try to sit down and, like, review these games mm-hmm. and, like, really force yourself to, like, evaluate them, like, as fairly and as harshly as you possibly can because, like, yeah, there's just something about Castlevania where it's, like, you mentioned it being basic and you kind of mentioned your frustrations with it, and I'm, like, yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I just love this. Oh, like, yeah. You know, I'm having if, a like, great time. If, if it's Castlevania and it's in this format, like, it is. It's just comfort food. I just, mm-hmm. I just love it. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to have a bad time. Like even, like if this were a different game and I died at the first boss and I <laughs> was like, oh, I gotta start that over again. I probably would have closed it, but I was like, no, like let's just keep going. Let's just do it again. You know, it's just, <laughs> just it's just happy. It's kind of like what uh, you described, Brandon, with uh, like I just love watching these characters do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's kind of a similar sensation. Here, oh, I, I just, just love the map. I just yeah, want to. I just yeah. want to explore this castle. I'm yeah. like, oh, here's the clock, the clock tower part again. Oh, here's the Medusa heads again. Right, yeah, right. Like, I've done this a thousand times. Uh, so I've been, I'm playing on Switch. Something I do have to say that just drives me up a wall. And this is just a me thing. The way they and it, it happened in the other Castlevania collection as well. They map. Oh, the, the, buttons. the The way the buttons are mapped yeah, is yeah. just wrong. Yeah, yes. you can change. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah you I can change did. Them. I did yeah. change them. I know you can change them. But I am still slightly <laughs> irked that they're so wrong yeah, out of the like, game. Yeah, it's like, how do you get this wrong? Like, right, why? right, right. Yeah, it's like, B should be jump. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, y should be attacked. Like, mm-hmm. that d- should just yep. be it. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, I've, I've changed it in a way. But that also changes, like, how you get in and out of menus. And so mm, that right. has messed me up right. uh, for sure. But yeah. I'm playing on the PlayStation. So, like, the touchpad can do the menu for me, which is like, or the oh. the map, which is like pretty universal across oh. games. Like, yeah. The yeah, touchpad definitely. is always the map. So it's just easy for me. Nice. Yeah. Um, 
Brandon, I haven't heard too much of, of your take on Circular Moon. What's what's kind of your, been your experience? I mean, I, I, again, there's that basicness, kind of like with JRPGs sometimes. If it's right. just like kind of that white mage cure spell, like, mm-hmm. oh, right. it's just nice yeah. to get back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's cozy to get back to every now and then. And I liked the, I forgot how it started. I liked the intro. I like the Dracula's like, oh, I'm back. And it's like, ha ha, we just run in the room. It's like, whoa, that escalated mm-hmm. quickly. Cool. Mm-hmm. Like, you would just kind of get into it. And there's a little bit of like, what's this place? That's like, it can be a little boring in Castlevania yeah. games. Sure. Just like waiting for the protagonist to catch up. And I like that, like, this, this, you play as someone who's trained for this, someone whose mm-hmm. family's involved. And, and so it's like, it's got a nice pace to it, just rushing right in. I love the opening uh, kind of story bit that happens because. You're you're with this guy and his father that gets taken, and he like leaves you, and he's like, "You're just gonna get in my way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> total and, asshole." Like, and then Whoa. and then your you're, the guy you're playing is like, he almost sounds like a school kid kind of, where it's like, "I'm not gonna get in the way. I'll show <laughs> yeah. I'll show yeah. you. Yeah, I, I I am capable. You know what? I'm gonna kill Dracula. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just the way that it is yeah. written uh, yeah. is kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, he's capable. Just something about getting like holy water and just throwing it on a guy and watching the damage go. Yeah, this is good stuff. Very good against the first boss as well. Yeah. Oh, that was actually something that I didn't realize right away because there are these really annoying like purple worms that will poison you, and I was like, even if I crouch and whip, I can't hit these purple worms on the ground. If I use my flame whip, I can, and I didn't even realize. I did it accidentally. Holding on the button, it's like, oh right, the the spinning around because I I was like yeah. trying to do it the well, Castlevania four way and that wasn't working. There's also yeah. the slide attack you can do. Okay. Where you could slide across the ground. Do you you have to unlock that no. though? No. I didn't okay. figure it out till like five minutes playing it. I was like, oh okay. right, like they, okay. they put those enemies there and I'm like, these guys are just like annoying that right. like, too annoying to hit. Right. But it's like, oh, you can just slide through them, and it does oh, a lot okay. of damage. Like, oh, no, no, I definitely have not been sliding. That's good to know. It's uh, it's the it's the post Richter Belmont from Sipping <laughs> right, the Night and right, shit. Right, so right, 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 right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I definitely associate that like slide. Yeah. With Richter, um, good to know. I it is kind of annoying that you have to unlock the dash because his. Oh, Normal yeah. speed so is way too slow. When I started, I was like, I remember having a dash in yes, this game. Yes, you, you get it. I, yeah. it well, I, mean, too long, I, I got it eventually, but yeah. I, that, that was rough for a sec. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh. Yeah. Like, might as well just had it at the start, honestly. Um, I am also very grateful, uh, thinking about the, the advanced collection specifically, and it's like, okay, there was no other way to play these games except maybe Wii U Virtual Console. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which I don't want to get not the sh- most I don't accessi- want to get that shit out. Yeah, it's not the most accessible way anyway, but it's yeah, like these GBA games, you know, they're on cartridge. Like I worry about like just over time the, mm-hmm. the integrity of those yeah. cartridges and stuff. And it's just Castlevania is just such an important series that I, I love that there is this current contemporary collection. I want them to do it for the mm-hmm. DS games as well. Honestly, so I'm more excited awesome. for people to play who've never played them before. Yeah, but I, I, I also worry because they're old games. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, people probably won't think very highly of these games. I think that's why it's good that they have um, safe states and rewind and stuff, and it's just making them more palatable for people. That's true. Yeah, because I have played a li- in the back in the day. I played a little bit of, of Circle of the Moon, and then not that long ago, I played a little bit of Aria of Sorrow. Uh, but I haven't actually finished any of the GBA games, oh. so I'm not. And it's like I don't think that they're that long, and so it'll mm-hmm. be like fun to kind of just. Mm-hmm. 
go through them. That was what was so awesome about the Mega Man Legacy Collection is yeah. just going like back to back to back yeah, to back. Yeah, that was sick. That was sick collection, dude. Yeah, yeah. And the X and collection, so, yeah, those are good. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah, uh, when they have collections. Do more like that. of that, Konami. Yeah, I, I don't always have time to to do that, but when I do, it's right. such a it's treat. So fun. Yeah, well, that's why. Like, I'm really trying not to be critical of this because for so many months, you know, years after the Switch came out, we were just like, can we please get yeah. these three games? Can we get all of the Castlevania games right. on the mm-hmm. Switch, please? And right. So like, you it's don't have to do anything. Happening. You don't have to dress them up in any way. When they went like Dracula X was on, it was like sure, oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Sure. Yeah, all I great. want is just these three. I probably won't play, but sure. Because we've got they've they've re-released. The, there was the anniversary collection, and then there was they did Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood, and now right. they've done Advance. So we got the DS games. Re- yep, got to get the DS games, and I, I I think they'll do it. Yeah, um, twenty bucks I think is fair for those three. Oh yeah, I think yeah, it's an okay price four games. definitely. Which is oh for the DS ones or this. It's four games on uh, this. I might yeah, even. For the, for the three oh, yeah. Games. Dude, I'd pay 60 bucks. <laughs> I might even I get it on PC. I'm desperate. Yeah. <laughs> Begging for scraps with that series, dude. <laughs> Brad, I'm so glad you told me about the slide. I just wasn't sliding. Yep. Just awesome. down attack. Okay. Fantastic. Wait. Or it's down jump, maybe. I don't know. It's okay. One of those. There's like two buttons. Okay. It's easy. You'll figure it out. I think it's down a jump, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brandon, kind of bring uh, the, the most unexpected game, I would say. Well, uh, well I guess. What I'm bringing is a little unexpected, but The Last Friend, something yes. I had not heard of Never until heard you of uh, had uh, brought it up. And I did a quick uh, Google search on it to kind of get some idea of what it was. And I saw the description and I was like, oh, yeah, I know. OK, th- oh, this yeah. perfectly fits Brandon now uh, because it's described as a tower defense brawler. Two, jo- two games that I did not know I needed to have mashed up. Plants vs. Zombies and Streets of Rage. Mm. I didn't know. Ooh, I didn't yeah, know. That's cool. So I don't even you, really know how they so do you, that. Well, yeah. so you just think of this. So if you so imagine you're playing Plants vs. Zombies, and instead of the person just being in the house, you can run out of the field and punch the zombies. You that's can just get, strange. like, while you, you, like, you have to manually plant all your turrets and stuff, but then, you know, like, your turrets are going to take damage because things are just going to run up and start punching them, and you got to, like, right. hop between the lanes. Started out three is now bumped up to five for some levels. Some levels are still three. And there's some levels that are just uh, just punching, that are just melee. That's like there'll be a boss and they still have lanes. So like if a boss does a big AOE attack and it's only on one lane, you can like, oh, like hop to avoid it, like down to another lane. Mm-hmm. Um, but as if that wasn't endearing enough to me, the reason why it's called The Last Friend is it's about you rescuing dogs in the apocalypse. So the apocalypse has happened, and you are alpha. You are a redhead badass Mm -hmm. who rarely talks. So, like in all the dialogue sequences, you'll just like grunt or grr or like just there'll be an ellipses. And your dog, your chihuahua named Tijuan, I think, uh, who's a little tiny guy. So like the victory thing at the end of missions, you just like take him out and put him on your shoulder and like (laughs) cool. And he does most of the talking. And he realizes, like, there's these evil, you know, Mad Max-style groups that are just kidnapping dogs for no reason. we got to go rescue these dogs. And so after every mission, you rescue a very specific dog, a very specific breed. You can rename them, just like Pokemon. And you can camp. It has, like, a very Super Mario Brothers 3 kind of map. Ooh, so there's, like, that's cool. standard missions where you go and get stars, use the stars to, upload, to upgrade the truck um, or your, like, RV that you're protecting. Um, but there's like other fun little, there's a, there's a, you're alpha, but there's a guy named, damn it, I can't remember his name. And he's like the super cool version of you. And he's like your mentor and is training you and he'll send you on like trials and stuff like that where you have to fight bosses and stuff. And then you get dog treats, which will randomly drop, um, when you take down bigger things or you can like up the chance that those will drop and that upgrades your dogs and all your dogs 
can either give you a new turret that you can drop down, a new uh, ability, or um, or like just a passive thing that happens while you're on that mission, and a new um, double stick special attack that you can like. Like the first one I get is just like a damage boost, and then I unlocked one recently that is a turret boost. So like any turrets I'm standing near when I hit it will mm. all get a boost. Um, and then you can pick all of those when you go. So if like I'm going into a mission where there's no turrets, I don't need to bring any turrets on this mission, so I can I can double down on with my six available slots or whatever on like the thing that gives me more health and the thing mm-hmm. that gives me a little bubble. And then if I'm going into a turret level, like I don't necessarily need the extra speed and that stuff. I want to bring more turrets in so right. you can kind of negotiate for each level, like how many dogs you want to bring in. And then the you know Tihuan operates the basic turrets. So every time I put down just a basic shock turret, he's inside of it, like in a little. Cool, you know, like fishbowl, um, and yeah, it's it's got funny writing. It doesn't overstay its welcome. All the little bits are nice and short. And nice. The first like boss tier that I had to go through, his name is hashtag legit, and he's like a big YouTuber guy. And so <laughs> whenever I would have scenes with him, it would be one of his guards holding up an iPad, and he's on the iPad. And so mm. like he never, I didn't actually meet him until like I did the big boss fight. Um, and it's just it's a gas. It's really fun. Yeah. It's it's got a nice progression thing that I'm able to just jump in for five minutes, or sometimes I play for an hour and a half, um, and um, yeah, again, it was just these two genres. If you're like, well, I'm not really a fan of either of those genres, then it's not your... It, it's The RV is 3D, and there's some 3D elements, but it's mostly 2D, mm-hmm. like 3D effects, but you know, it's all in lanes, and so it's all like 2D sprites and stuff. Cool. Um, you uh, kind of mentioned... This game sounds just super charming, but you kind of mentioned the, the, the bits and the, the, the characters and all of that stuff, but is, is there a, a, a large focus on story? Like, do you feel like... There's there's really a lot going on, or is it just like kind of just enough to get you to the next? It's thing? pretty it's pretty airy in that regard. Okay. Like there's not a lot. Um, it's it's very much um, you know fit, there's a couple cutscenes like a major story moments, but uh, you know again like your Chihuahua does most of the talking, so you can kind of guess the tone. Mm-hmm. Um, what's nice and cozy is there's like friends you meet. So like the third big area is like a factory, and all the workers are overworked by the CEO who you fight at the end. And so one guy's like helping me, and I can go back to his like cafe and like give him items as I find them. Um, a lot of characters you can talk to, just NPCs. You can camp anywhere on the map, and uh, all the dogs will be all laid out, so you can like go up and pet each dog and like see what yeah. level they're at. You can talk to your dog. There's a gal who will level up the dogs, and she will say things depending on what area she's in. And cool. so like there's the, there's chatting, which is nice because it just kind of you know colors the world. Yeah. And I definitely got a sense where like. If I camp, there's a little campfire, and it's just kind of nice to be like, you know, to see um, uh, that the the environment around the campfire will change depending on what zone you're in. So if we were in the factory, it's like all the, you know, broken down machines in the background and stuff. Cool. So um, cozy in that way. Which platform did you play this on? PC. Okay. Played on Steam, and it was one of those things where like I unlocked the version on Steam, and actually we're not going to do an official review of this, and we have a little bit thanks to the dev, we have a little bit of. Like a two-day advance, I think. By the time you're okay. listening to this Frame Trap episode, it's actually not out yet. Actually, is coming out in oh. a couple days after that. Okay. Um, and there is a demo. I think it's called the last, the first bite, <laughs> the last friend, the first bite, or something like <laughs> that. And it was interesting because before I updated it in Steam, I got, I played that earlier demo, and like all the costs changed, all the like there's a lot that had changed. Cool. Because I imagine when you're making something like PVZ. Like, it's tough to find that blend of, like, how tough is all about momentum. Yeah. You don't really know how difficult something's going to be until, like, 40 minutes into a match. Right. You know, if you're really, like, setting up. Because um. uh, the, the reason why I asked is you play this with a controller or mouse and keyboard? Controller. Okay. Because I, I think I always have... There's lots have... of punching, too. Special moves and... Yeah. The with... right stick does, like, a, a 
bunch of different, like an uppercut and a stomp. Obviously, brawlers play fantastically on controllers, but I think whenever it comes to like strategy or like placing things down, I always mm-hmm. get nervous about doing that on a controller, which I think can be totally unwarranted. Uh, but it doesn't sound like you had any problems. It's not bad. Like like uh, one of the things that uh, I think on paper is like quote unquote bad for me. I don't care because I love this PVZ format so much. So like if I find something that works, I'm going to do that every time and enjoy it dominating. Mm-hmm. Whereas like I can see people being like, hey, you're not rewarded that much for experimenting. Like you'll get a new, it's like, Oh, it's a dog that shoots flame things. I'm like, I'm good. I don't mm-hmm. need, like, I'm sure I can maybe try it out, maybe adopt to that style, but like what I'm doing is working. And so I'm just going to gotcha. keep doing that. Yeah. But I'm re- really enjoying it. And it's fun to like, you know, do something that I know will perform well. Um, what you get though, that uh, compared to traditional tower defense where like you are not really controlling anybody on the ground is it can be kind of scary because like some things a big guy will show up in PVZ and I'm like, Oh, I got, I'm going to slow him down enough to worry about him. Whereas like a big guy shows up and I'm like, I got to get in front of this guy mm-hmm. and either like knock him down or like grab somebody and throw him into him. Or it's fun to like, learn streets of rage tactics to cheese PVZ tactics. So like one thing I did immediately is I'm like, Oh, if I run up to him, he'll stop and attack. Mm-hmm. And then I back up and don't take damage, but then run at him and he stops. Yeah. And every time he stops, my turret's going the whole time. And so I'm slowly, you know, chipping away at him. Um, so there's, fu- there's, there's fun things to do there. If, like, that one super of, fun. Yeah. One of the skills is you'll uh, repair a turret if you're near it. So it's just like, it's fun to like set up walls and I'm all ready to go and I'm physically standing behind them. And then I can kind of run forward if I need to and punch a guy. I... I love those moments in games, like like the the like oh wait they do this I can exploit it in this way like yeah. those yeah those those things that you don't necessarily get you know in a, in a tooltip or whatever but you just kind of naturally uncover it like bad guys stuff. drop the currency you use to spend stuff and upgrade some turrets later and uh, one of the guys has like a big inner tube thing in front of him and he's like the wall you know like enemy so like if a bunch of bad guys come behind him that are weaker but do a lot of damage they're protected in front of him and so you got to run up and like do a bunch of damage and knock him out when he loses that he'll freak out and run away mm-hmm. and so it's like he'll get away but like that's currency that's running off the battlefield too so it's like there's fun little moments like that uh there's guys that throw molotov cocktails i think they throw something that lights stuff on fire and they'll too if you get close to him and start beating him up a lot they'll like ah and run away and so yeah. it's like neat to see not everybody just, you know, alien style just throws themselves at the RV. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's fun. It's not um, it's early access, and there were a little bit. There were some parts where I could see like some icon that was like a little bit too far to the left, like in the menu, and it's like I could see the image behind mm-hmm. it. Or yeah. like there was one menu, there was one conversation I went in and like to hit it back, and nothing happened. And I'm like, okay, and so I like closed it and reopened it. But it's like I said, it's like it's got that. Super Mario's three map, and so everything is just so quick to access. Yeah. And you know, sometimes I would start a mission and be 15 seconds into it and be like, "Wait, what am I doing?" And I would restart and line up my turrets a different <laughs> way. And yeah, so it's a very quick game to access. Good, yeah, important in, in something like that for sure. Sounds really charming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I recommend it for again those people that are interested. If you're if you're into beat 'em ups and you want to try tower defense or vice versa, or you like more active because they have done you know some of my favorite tower defense games are like I'm total boots on the ground half the time mm-hmm. i'm either punching or shooting things the turrets are just kind of back up yeah so it's yeah it's that vibe um the last game we're going to talk about i i mentioned it earlier uh is grand theft auto 3 and it's it's really funny because i've always had a soft spot for grand theft auto 3 because i it, it it's a game that changed the world right and the way that i played it kind of uh indicated that where when it came out i remember playing a lot of it with friends specifically 
And we did. We just did not care about the missions at all. Like right. it, it just, we'd just be like, oh, that's where the banshee is. Let's go steal it. Let's see how high we can get up in the mm-hmm. one level. And like that is my experience with GTA Three. Uh, and I look back at it so fondly. And so I've always wanted to, and now I finally have. Just I want to sit down and I want to play through the entire story of GTA Three. And it was not what I was expecting in a good way and a bad way. Like, I, I have not played a game in such a long time where I have just been, like, flat out, like, this is just total bullshit. <laughs> like, you hit this point about, like, 50% of the way through the game where the mission, it's just, like, it, it almost feels like a roll of the dice on whether or not you can complete them. There's one mission in particular where you have to take this car uh, and you can't have it get damaged. Right. Um, and these, these, these trucks will come in and they'll be shooting at you. And then there are guys place where you're like, how did you expect me to see them? Like really they're up above the bridge and like the controls, I had to switch from mobile to PC because I was just like, I just cannot do this. Yeah. Um, otherwise. And like, just like some of the most hilarious, like just doing missions over and over and over again and then being like, okay, I finally got lucky. And so that is is really, really frustrating, but it almost adds to its charm in a way. Like, this huge negative is, like, almost a positive, and I kind of miss it in a way. There's something that, like, I'm like, Rockstar could never make a game like this again. Like, they just, they just can't. They're too big. They're too successful now. They would never release something that, that has these, like, very jagged edges uh, anymore because... In spite of the missions being total bullshit and frustrating and controls really not able to do what they want you to do, it also leads to this like kind of organic, like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened moments where you're like, I can't believe I survived that or I can't believe the enemy did this. And it's just sort of this chaos that goes in really well with uh, what gta 3 is and and what it's Mm. known for is this kind of this open sandbox and so there's like moments where you're like i that's like a story right there like i could tell that to somebody whereas now i think about like the missions in like red dead redemption 2 or or like grand theft auto 5 and they're really great in different ways but it's very like this is what's going to happen this is what's going to happen this is what's going to happen and it's not that Mm -hmm. there isn't any variation that's not what i'm trying to say but like this like very rough Again, like a jagged edge is is kind of unique to this era. Right. I feel like, yeah. Which and, and it's it's interesting because a lot of GTA fans are frustrated that um, myself and you were included in in you know in a certain way uh, that it's you know become GTA Online and is not so focused on the narrative aspect of it. Yes. But what you just said when you were like, I would get together even GTA One. I remember in college yeah. I had a buddy of mine who was just obsessed with it. Um, and this was long after it had come out, but he was still, he just had it on his PC. And it was funny because I would hear like sirens like through the window in our dorm. And I would like, you know, we're in Bo- downtown Boston. Mm-hmm. I think it's like some ambulance is rolling by. It's like, oh no, he's just playing GTA 1. Uh, that like getting back to, oh, I just hung out with my friends and we just got in trouble and drove around. It's yeah. like, that's GTA Online. GTA, GTA has kind of gotten back <laughs> to where like it originally was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's interesting people's expectations where they're set for like what the narrative will deliver. I always just kind of let it roll over me. I've never like... I think Vice City Stories is the first one. I was like, that was dumb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that character was not making smart choices. I, I think I'm just able to to appreciate this the stories now that I'm older, and I'm I'm playing GTA three and GTA five actually at the same time. Or well, I finished GTA three now, so I'm just playing GTA five. I could spend the whole episode talking about GTA five, but there's something 
I actually think the story is really good in GTA 5, but uh, there's something about GTA 3, and I don't know if you would agree with this, Brandon, that I really appreciate. Like, every conversation is extremely short. Yeah. Um, and there's just kind of this snappiness to it that I think Rockstar has really gotten away from, and it really cultivates this kind of feeling of, like, you are a tool to be used by these people. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to sit down and tell you their life story, you're just useful to them for a job. Like, you'll even have missions where it's like, oh, yeah, they just left you a note. Um, and it 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 really kind of makes you feel, like, like kind of lost in this, this, like, really awful city, you know, the worst city in America, Liber- Liberty City. Um, and I think it just adds to the vibe and, and the speed with which they talk to you. I think kind of lets you get out there and, and, and go do the missions and really be engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, its presentation, I think, is actually – Really interesting, and because they have so little space to uh, kind of deliver lines, I think they do a tremendous job of giving the characters some quirk or personality or, like, humor, mm-hmm. uh, even though they're really not saying that much to you, uh, which which I, I really like. Like, in a lot of ways, I still think this is, like, kind of a remarkable game, and its roughness, like, almost adds to its its charm. Mm. So yeah, I remember the yeah. gunplay was terrible. It is. It's it's <laughs> it's even worse than you remember. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, I, I remember yeah. even at the time, like on PS2 when Vice City came out, and everybody was like, "Oh, the katana." I'm like, "Yeah, but it control <laughs> to control is like ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's very hard. Yeah, to look like you're doing anything cool mm-hmm. with the katana. Yeah, it's neat that it's in there, chainsaw and everything. I'm like, you look like an idiot yeah. using it, but absolutely sure, I guess. Yeah, and. <laughs> It was all about cars. To me, mm-hmm. it was all about the story and the cars. Mm-hmm. The yeah. shooting was fun. The, yeah. uh, the sniper rifle's fun and the rocket launcher's fun. There's the mission where you got to take out the head of the mob boss. I think it's like before you move to the second island. It's like mm-hmm. how you graduate to the yes. second island. That um, mission is also, yeah. Because you got to take mm-hmm. this car out and like it just it runs away, it gets away, yeah. and then you fail the mission. And there's like this huge boring lead up to like when you get to that point. So it's fun when I was playing it for the GT Retro and I'm like, wait a minute. And I just like did a cheat, got the rocket launcher, and I'm just waiting to yeah. the street. Like, <laughs> like yeah, well, we're expecting that. You actually kind of touched on something that I thought about as I was playing it but didn't uh, fail to bring up here is because it's like, again, kind of talking about that like jankiness that it has, you can kind of come to your own solutions to a lot of these missions where it's like the mission that you're talking about, it's like, oh, yeah, you can get in the car and chase him. But if you are careful about it, you can just snipe him and in the mission right there. Yeah. And there are a lot of missions where you kind of have those moments of this. It's like, oh, there's an easier way to do this and there's like enough room in the sandbox to kind of experiment and that is always like really fun and rewarding like it almost feels like hitman you know uh, 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 way less detailed than hitman yeah you're like I don't know if I can do it this way but you do and you're like oh sweet yeah it's funny because the gunplay is so rough Mm -hmm. in a way like it's so unbalanced because when you run into enemies they're just like laser focused on (laughs) you like And you like are kind of like sitting there like trying to fumble with the controls, but there's also like this it's sloppiness again, like almost adds to it Mm because you'll run into these moments of panic where you're like, I just got to shoot and the controls aren't really good enough for you to like be meticulous about it. So Mm -hmm. you're kind of just like, I don't know, man. And you're just like firing away as like cars are exploding yeah, around just, you like, snapping yeah yeah, yeah and the it, guns it, don't sound good. yeah <laughs> yeah it's just kind of like in like the legs are falling off and heads are popping off and blood <laughs> is everywhere it it kind of fits the 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 mm-hmm. chaos in yeah, a weird yeah, way. Yeah, but, totally. yeah i i have a lot of respect and love for this game 
time. Oh, yeah, me too. When that game came out, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's still really crazy. Like the like the ads on the radio and like the, a lot of the Chatterbox mm-hmm. stuff is still really funny. Yeah. yeah, and and pretty sharp as well. Man, GTA and PS2 era, wow. Yeah, yeah. wow, legendary. Three GTAs on one console. Yeah, imagine <laughs> you that. Get like, imagine that. You get like, we didn't even get one. Yeah. <laughs> Last one, we just got a port. Last yeah. gen, there were no GTAs. Yeah, <laughs> I'm happen. really curious where they take GTA Six. Please somewhere I, new. I hope it's not just somewhere online. new. Like, I would be crushed, Brandon. Mm. Yeah, I just want to go somewhere new. Yeah, sick of the same old. Yeah, like like, like it's cool. Like especially five because we are in Southern California. Right. But it's like, well, please somewhere new. <laughs> I totally get what you're saying, but like playing five, I it's like that game is old. That game is like eight years old. Yeah, and it's old. I think it is like one of, if not the most detailed yeah, it's open crazy. worlds I've ever seen. It's, it's crazy. Like, you have nailed what Southern Los Angeles looks like to like such a like almost scary degree. Like mm-hmm. there is so much detail in the open world of Grand Theft Auto V. It's, it's insane. Uh, but time for an insane hotel. Okay. <laughs> Actually, it's it's not insane, but oh, okay. you know we got to transition. Right. Um, I want to talk about game streaming, okay? Uh, because what? No, I feel like oh, not watching people play games, but playing no. playing games that are streamed. Yeah, so it's talking about like PlayStation Now, yeah. Stadia, Luna, all that sort of stuff. Because um, boy, it just feels like no one is talking about it. You know, and this is this is uh. You know, my own personal perspective, but it just feels like something that there was so much conversation around kind of uh, before Stadia launched and and, and and so many debates back and forth. And like it was really like a, a hot topic. And now it just feels like a cold topic. Mm-hmm. Like no one cares. It feels like no one cares. It's too much out there. Yeah, it's. And I, I want to read this. It was this is from an Ars Technica article. Okay. Um, and this is uh, from the Take-Two CEO. Uh, Staus Zelnick. Uh, Staus Zelnick eventually admitted to shareholders that gamer uptake for Stadia didn't meet his previously optimistic expectations. <laughs> As he said in June 2020, the launch of Stadia has been slow. I think there was some overpromising on what the technology could deliver and some consumer disappointment as a result. And I, I definitely get that. Um, I think regardless of how you feel about a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think there has been some disappointment or things not really meeting expectations is maybe a better way of saying it. Um, and I've been impressed. I've, I've went back to Stadia not too long ago in PlayStation Now, and I had better times than I had ever had. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that there is some promise there, but my question to you guys is, is this kind of this, like, indifferent uh, surge that we saw of, of gaming streaming services going to hurt its potential in the future? Like, do you think do you think there's still a future for game streaming? Yeah, I think there is still, but I don't think we're there yet just because internet isn't as good everywhere yet. Like, right. I have zero interest in streaming this because I know it'll be compromised. I don't have the best internet out there, mm-hmm. so I don't... I would rather go through the extra effort to have a better experience actually playing the game. Yeah. Like, I don't want to stream the game and it'll look bad because it'll just annoy me the whole time. So I'm like, no, I'm not doing any of that. And I personally like to own a lot of my games right, right now. Yeah. And at the same time, I feel like a lot of the streaming thing has taken a back seat. It's because of stuff honestly like Game Pass. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh I could just I could like get this the subscription model that you would get from streaming, but I could just download the game and have it per- 
on my system at all times. Yeah, bringing up Game Pass is a, a super on-point thing to bring up because Game Pass, I feel like you get a lot of the benefits of streaming without the pitfalls, right? You get the instant gratification of like, I'm going to download this right now. Yeah. Here's this library I can just pick from. I'm going to choose this right now. Here, there it is. But yeah. yes, it's installed actually on my system or and, hard drive. You know, whether whether it's it's real or imagined, I think there's this stigma with game streaming. Like every single time you boot it up, you're, you, you're thinking in the back of your mind, like, I hope this works. Yeah. Like, I hope this That's, doesn't like maybe go if shitty. Had, if I had awesome internet or something like that. Right. Whereas, like, Game Pass, you just go, you download a game, you don't have that question. I don't have to worry about uh, it. In the, in the same way, right? You're just like, I'm going to play the game, hopefully as it was intended, right? Mm-hmm. Barring some weird circumstances. Um, and so it's... Like, you mentioned your internet and a lot of people's internet, and it's like, when are we going to get to that point? Like, when are we going to get to the point where know. that comfort and kind of security is I mean, is we've there? gotten to the point now, at least we're like... Honestly, like most consoles are online at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, like DRM with games. You know, you got to be online now. And like yeah. seven years ago, you know, people would not put up with that kind of stuff. And just over time, people get more used to things like that. Mm-hmm. Like think about how how much like how like PC games are all digital pretty much now. Oh yeah, like you're like <laughs> there's like barely any physical you, PC. If you buy a physical PC game, you might just open the box and there's a Steam code. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and like. We might get that someday with, like, console video games. Who knows? Like, mm-hmm. more people are comfortable buying online now than ever. And honestly, with, like, Stadia, I was fr- I always had the outside perspective of, like, you guys doing with it. And, like, the the model of how you pay for stuff or, like, whatever was mm-hmm. very confusing to me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't care. I don't even want to investigate this kind of right. thing. It, like, felt like you weren't getting a deal, like, money-wise. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like you were saving a ton of money for doing it that way. Because mm-hmm. you would buy the game still, right? So the the way that it works on Stadia is you buy, you can buy the games and just own them. But if you're a Stadia Pro member, you get a monthly intake of games that you can claim and just have as yeah. long as you're a Stadia Pro member. And then you get discounts so on if, other games. So if you buy it on Stadia, though, can you download it? To have it like on your hard drive or something, or you do you, don't download it. It's so you just like always have to access it. You 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 stream it on your phone or the PC or via Chromecast. Yeah, it's like yeah. I feel like it feels like I'm paying a price of buying it to rent it almost because mm-hmm. you, you don't actually own it. I mean, I guess you don't really technically own anything digital, but yeah. you know what I'm saying, right? It's like I have to go through their online thing to do this. It feels different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like fine. I'm glad there's the option there for people that want to do it, but I'm just. Not into that right now. I think the other thing that has kind of come to pass is when Stadia was coming out, you know, and we were comparing things to just exclusively like the Switch or the mm-hmm. PS4 or the Xbox One, it's like you can play this instantly. And I, I there is an appeal to that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's always updated and everything. But now, you know, with the SSDs in the, in the Xbox the Series X and the PS5, it's like it's not perfect. I'm not trying to say that, but the general point I'm making is like, those are pretty fast systems and I'm able to, than it was. yeah, I'm able to access things to the speed yeah. where it's like, I, I just feel like the, the case for game streaming mm-hmm. is getting smaller and smaller. And you think about like, like mobile platforms, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. well, there's that, right? You can have console quality experiences on your phone. And that is definitely true, but even that is offset by, like, you know, 
Apple Arcade has this huge initiative where it's like these are games you can only get on Apple Arcade and they're trying to mm-hmm. you know, give you better experiences than your, your typical mobile game and that's just getting bigger and bigger. Right. And um, yeah, I, I do play a lot of mobile games, but there's been plenty of stuff that I've heard about on Apple Arcade where I'm like, oh, is, right. the, is that the game that breaks me because I would probably like yeah. to spend time with that. Right. Was the Orcs Must Die 3 was the only thing on Stadia because... Blood just let me know, hey, it's on a mm. shitty account. I was like, right. oh, neat. Yeah. And it, it's it's been clear that Amazon is not willing to put whatever game that needs to be where everyone's like, really? It's only a sit? Oh. Mm-hmm. And then like that's everybody migrates over. That is obviously a scary amount of money for them in terms of investing in Stadia. And so it's yeah. just, yeah, we don't have a reason really. There's no demand. It's like Stadia doesn't solve a problem for gamers right now. <laughs> so <laughs> like... They yeah. can argue that it works. They can. You can show me all of yeah. the stuff you know that's that's available on it. But it's like it doesn't. There's no point in my life where I was like, "Gosh, this would be. I'd be lickety split, mm-hmm. happy as a clam right now if I yeah. only had Stadia." It's like I don't care about playing a game on my phone really or anything like that. Yeah. And it's like here you could play a, a, a two year old Assassin's Creed game. It's like, right. I don't care, man. Right. It's like there was no reason for me to go there. Like Orcs must die three. Cool. Right. But not enough for me to go put up with it. Right. It is something though where I the, again part of the, tower defense. I just I can't. <laughs> hey, Orcs die is cool. Part of the the reason I, I bring something like this up is I would really love to hear from our audience because I think we are in such a fortunate perspective mm-hmm. where it's like we have the new consoles, we have very powerful PCs that can run anything. You know, we kind of have the entire ecosystem of gaming at our fingertips, mm-hmm. which is an incredible privilege, right? Absolutely. And so I wonder, you know, especially with the chronic shortages of the new consoles and the <laughs> GPUs yeah, being sure in the situation that they're yeah. And so it's like I wonder if there's somebody out there where they're like, actually this is fit like oh, this sure. really sure. weird hole for me where I'm able to play oh, yeah. contemporary things at like a high level of fidelity instantly. Uh, and it's it's like this really good option for me. And so I'd love to like sit down and talk with somebody that's had that experience mm-hmm. and kind of go through it because just from like I'm just in, in my world, right? I'm like trying to find the spot where it fits mm-hmm. and it just doesn't like I boot it up sometimes I check it out because of the novelty of it right but I, I struggle to find practical reasons for it I and, think in the head of take two is not interested in something that fits a weird niche yeah right like some people for now right. yeah. yeah it's not very like attractive mm-hmm. to investors right I think if like once the big three get involved with it more then yeah. I can see it growing more mm-hmm. like if my I feel like Microsoft will push it Eventually, at some point, because it mm-hmm. kind of seems to be their thing. They're handling it the way they should handle it, where it is a service that they exactly. can provide to their users. Exactly. Whereas I think if if you're curious what happened, Ben, I, I think like the best answer I can give you is is Amazon just like or uh, 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 Stadia just uh, uh, fumbled that so hard. Like mm-hmm. that was just in terms of I remember like hearing about it, and being like, oh, that's going to be interesting, and then they were like, we're having an event, and I'm like, oh my god, here we go. Yeah. Like I'm curious what they're going to say at this event. And they said, it works. And it's like, whoa, that's it? Like, And mm-hmm. ever since I've been like, wow, I can't believe they're making such a big deal about this when you have Microsoft. You're just like, yeah, it's, it's a thing you can do, but it's not going to change. We don't want, we don't need it to change you yeah. in the mm-hmm. way that you are experiencing games. Like, it's just a thing you can use. If, yeah, I think yeah. if it was just an, an extra add-on, it's convenient. it would yeah. be a lot better. 
but it's like Stadia that was like the only way to really do it. Yeah. So it was all or nothing. Because I, f- I follow a lot of people on social media that play Xbox games on their phone a lot. Like I've seen mm-hmm. that. I still have not done that and I really and it, want to. I know. And yeah. it's, and it's and Just it's, to try it. Right. And it's it's something that I enjoy, I enjoy that they're enjoying, but I just don't need. Because sure. I already have enough games that are already on the phone. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> that nothing exactly. else is you know hacking into that I love. And so if I ever run out of those, then maybe I will look to that. Or if I'm ever like in another room and absolutely cannot go to my desk to play this game. It's and don't have my Switch or don't want to play something on my Switch, then there, I made it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not there yet. There's kind of like the big uh, question, the overall question of like, is this eventually going to be the future, right? And people obviously make the the the, the Netflix comparison, and it's like, yeah, streaming services are mm-hmm. like so Huge. dominant and yeah. have completely changed the world. But with gaming, gaming, I do think is a little bit of a different beast because for pretty much my entire professional life of doing this, I've had people tell me, like, this is going to be, like, the next thing that will endure forever. It will completely, like, supplant the experiences that you're used to. And time and time again, that just, like, hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. People will be like... Mobile games are going to kill console games. Yeah, yeah, that that never that happened. Happen. <laughs> like, in fact, they're more popular. Than they, ever. they 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 coexist, and mobile games are a huge market. Undeniably, I'm not saying that, but they didn't kill console right. games, right. right? That didn't that didn't happen. Just side by side. Um, or like you know, motion controls are going to completely supplant controllers. That didn't happen, right? You know, and and really like even Nintendo has super moved away from a lot of the, it, yeah. the thing that they uh, really kind of capitalized on and i think with netflix i think you're still seeing uh um <laughs> like older film people now that are just like that shouldn't have been nominated for academy award and like that should be in the theaters people don't respect okay what are we watching on netflix tonight like they're right. still they're still absorbing it like they're all over that stuff like right. they're producing their own hulu series and everything yeah. whereas like even now even with all the gains that we've gotten streaming like i i still need this to look absolutely as good as it possibly right can. and like, i think mm-hmm. that's the, you, the know, demand, you have people yeah. that are just like am i gonna play death stranding again because it looks a little bit better yes i think i will right <laughs> you know? yeah. so it's like it's very very important to us right that it's fast and clean and and that's you you and it's already the so convenient it's not right. inconvenient it's mm-hmm. not they've, they've really made it easy for us to enjoy the games we want to enjoy yeah with 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 gaming and unless you solve this problem it's like the things that i care about it's like i want a game to control as well as it possibly can i want as pr- much precision as i can get mm-hmm. anything anything that gets in the way of that is a hindrance I want it to look as good as it possibly can. I want to be absorbed into this world, and I want it to run as well as it possibly can. I, yeah. I don't want the frame rate, you know, interrupting. That's the, the joy. funny thing. It's like these phones are so good. I bet Bully looks great. It looks fantastic. Like some of those character models, like Kotor, like whoa, but, <laughs> like, but looks better than like on Xbox. But when you have <laughs> like all three of those demands, right? Um, that is, th- those are so hard to cater to. Mm-hmm. I, I think gaming is, is just it, 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 it ridiculously demanding in a lot of ways. And like even Bully on Phone, as much praise as I have for it, like, yeah, I wish I was playing it with a controller, sure. you know, or a, or a mouse and keyboard. And so it's like the, the, the benefits kind of outweigh the negatives, the, the convenience, how good it looks, um, all, all of that kind of thing. But like, you know, I think if you're heavily invested in gaming, like your demands, are so high in a way that like we don't even realize mm-hmm. sometimes um, that I think other mediums don't have to worry about to quite the same extent. Obviously, people want movies to look really, really, really good, but you know, you're not worried about controlling a movie, right? And so 
Yeah, it's it's funny because like the the entire industry, like consoles and PC, were built to capitalize on those things, and unless we can like find a way to mm-hmm. fully replace that, like I don't know that it'll happen. Like think about how crazy is like Blu-rays still come with like a DVD version yeah. of the yeah. movie. <laughs> it's like imagine buying a game and there's a PS3 version in there too. Yeah, in case you want to play that version. Right, right. Which you yeah you wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, it, you bring that up, Brad, and it pisses me off so much. I've bought so many Blu-rays, and it's like, this is just a waste of, uh, uh, like, I'm mm. never going to watch this DVD. I, mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. I haven't bought a Blu-ray in a very long time. Yeah. I don't know. It's just too easy. It's too easy. Yeah. How are we ready for some emails? Yeah. All right. Our first email uh, comes in from Brandon. Uh, hello everyone. As I write this, the next round of technical flights for Halo Infinite are underway for Halo Insiders, and from what I've heard, anyone who has had a chance to play these tests are all praising it for feeling like Halo. Uh, just real quick, a quick interjection. Um, the, the the technical flight of Halo Infinite happened, uh, the first part of it, the first leg of it happened uh, as it was going to NotFest, but although I c- wasn't matchmaking with real people, I was able to boot it up Thursday night and just do do some matches with bots. Um, this is not like a full evaluation because my experience with it was so limited. But I have to say, even that has I am jazzed on Halo Infinite. Mm, cool. Like it felt fucking yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I I was yeah. really really they really into w. it. Good for that team. Yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah, I, I I I'm gonna be streaming the the next technical flight. But uh, I, it went from like. Uh, I, I, I love Halo so much and I'm worried about it too. Like, holy shit, I can't wait. Like, I've. Well, from yeah. my understanding, is the multiplayer in 4 and 5 weren't super great for a lot of people. Like, people don't look mm-hmm. fondly back at Halo 4 and 5 multiplayer. They, Everyone's like, they did Halo not, 3. They Halo didn't have Reach. the penetration or longevity that I yeah. think other ones did. Yeah. So, if people are digging it now, that's awesome. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. And, like, I, it's one of those things where. I can tell, even in my brief amount of time, it's like they put so much mm. effort into fine-tuning this. Like, the nuts and bolts of, yeah, of it's great. all of these weapons and, and everything. Yeah. Also, the grappling hook is fucking awesome. Because, like, I didn't play a lot of Halo multiplayer. I only played 3 a lot. I thought 3 mm. was really fun, but yeah. I didn't care about 4 or 5, yeah. really. I was just like, yeah, but this looks really fun. Yeah. Halo 1, and 2, and 3 were all, like tons and tons and tons of time and i've played every halo multiplayer mm-hmm. and it has never had the same impact as those first three did uh but i've enjoyed them i'd like i enjoyed yeah, yeah. four multiplayer i really enjoyed five multiplayer uh for a hot minute mm-hmm. um and reach as well but yeah th- the first three were definitely like the titans for me sure yeah um for feeling like Halo, uh, this is very heartening to hear as it feels like Halo as a whole, not to mention Xbox, needs Infinite to be a major success, and this has me worried. Uh, in many cases in which Halo has shown any campaign footage or trailers, plus when paired with all the different delay news and missing features at launch, uh, there's been a lot of apprehension and concern on if Infinite will be solid all around. Personally speaking, Halo 5 was such a disappointment with its campaign, and since Halo as a series is one I've most enjoyed with friends who have all drifted apart, if Infinite doesn't grab me like I'm hoping, I think I'm done with Halo and will move my attention and energy elsewhere. 
Uh, all of this has inspired me to ask you, is Halo as a brand and IP too huge for Infinite to succeed? With a massive amount of anticipation hype from many Halo and Xbox fans, I'm not confident Infinite is going to be an instant out-of-the-gate day-one success. Though, if the fans are patient with 343, I do think... Uh, with the roadmap they have, it'll mm-hmm. be a great game down the line. Thanks for reading this email if you do, and stay easy, fellow allies. I mean, I think this just game's just going to have a ton of updates. Like, that's just kind of the online model nowadays. And I think even if you're not a huge fan of it right off the bat, it's going to just keep getting updated and updated and eventually tweaked. I mean, and it's free to play, too. Mm-hmm. So you don't. I guess you don't have to feel burned about spending money and playing the multiplayer and hating it. Right. Like, you could be disappointed as a Halo fan, but I don't know. I I think this is such an interesting email because I think if you're already into Halo and it, you know, feeling like Halo or feeling really good mm-hmm. or kind of rekindling that nostalgia or love or whatever it's doing, I think that's very positive. But honestly, I think multiplayer games are in a huge pickle right now because even if a game is really, really, really good, mm-hmm. it is so hard to get long-term attention Mm. there are so many free-to-play mobile whatever like you know fully established like there are there are institutions like call of duty coming out every year like there's so many Mm -hmm. multiplayer games that to play that i think a lot of people have this experience myself included where you'll play a multiplayer game we're like oh that is awesome but like you just can't keep up with it because there's too many oh yeah of course and so that is kind of now what i'm thinking about with halo infinite where it's like even if it's really, really, really awesome, like truly no fault of the game, I absolutely think that will appeal to hardcore Halo fans. But mm-hmm. what about people that didn't grow up with Halo? Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to stick with them? Is it going to uh, pierce that audience? And I'm really curious to find out. The thing I'll say about Halo is it feels different from a lot of those other shooters, but I totally. guess they all feel different from each other. So maybe if there's something you like about Halo more, yeah. it's like, I think of. Uh, Splitgate, that game's awesome. Yeah. And I've played a little bit, but it's like, I don't, I'm not going to spend a ton of time playing it because yeah. there's so many other games I have to play. Right, exactly. Splitgate actually came into my head as well. And it's like, playing Halo Infinite, I I just like lit up like a like a Christmas tree, like shooting somebody with an assault rifle mm-hmm. and finishing off with a melee yeah. attack. And it's like, this is so classic to me. I've done this so many times. I love it. And it's like, that doesn't mean anything to a brand new player. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> But maybe it could mean something but for a maybe, brand new player. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree. It could mean maybe something. Maybe they'll just fall in love with the way how the multiplayer feels. You know, the uni- Like maybe the, camp- the campaign will be their entry into this right. universe or something like that. Then they'll go from there. Right. And I, I do think that that is, that is a huge part of that, especially with how long people have, have waited for Halo Infinite, the, the super long delays. Mm-hmm. I hope every part of this game is able to meet a similar yeah quality. like i'm personally i'm like a little concerned about the campaign yeah. just because we haven't like seen it really right. too much right but like i'm super excited to play it all yeah i i think with how good the multiplayer feels it has given me confidence in the campaign because i can't wait to mm-hmm. do this some of the things that i'm doing in multiplayer in like a big open yeah world. i'm bummed yeah, about the no co-op at launch yes because like, that's I how think i've th- played pretty much every halo launch i agree but you know but i'm yes i i think that is just straight up a bummer but i'm also hoping that the campaign is good enough that mm-hmm. by the time co-op comes out yeah i'll be like yeah i can't wait to dive back yeah in exactly like i hope yeah. it makes sense or a bunch of people that just didn't jump in exactly yeah. to come back later yeah, and yeah, yeah. another big update Totally. Yeah, I, I I wonder if they just because the infamous story uh, 
that was like so informative to me when I first learned it about Halo 2, how they made this like whole demo that just wasn't in the game. And yeah. They, they had this like huge win at E3 and then came back to the studio and were like, oh no. Yes. Like, we don't have a game. We yes. spent so much time making this E3 yes, thing. Yes, 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 yes. It just doesn't exist. Like, what do we got to make this game now? And I think they're just so dug in, right? They're like, this has to be mm-hmm. huge. This has to be successful. We can't do co op. We can't do these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, in a strange way, that's all I, I've kind of been like, oh, they're, they're very focused on what they're doing. Yeah. So what we'll get will, you know, not have a lot of bells and whistles maybe people are expecting. But I don't know. I think I, I still foolhardishly believe I think they'll pull it off. Just because it seems when they brought Staten in and, and you know, all these other people, yeah. it seemed like it's very important to yeah. them that this succeeds. I I yeah. genuinely hope so. I think I think Halo Infinite being a huge win would be Yeah. A, a, like I'm awesome. really excited to play it. Yeah. I like Halo. I'm yeah. like not the hugest Halo fan, but I really like it. Yeah. And definitely. I respect what it does. Yeah. I like getting in a warhog with your friends is like the coolest thing ever. This this is a dumb statement, but Halo is too good to suck. You know what I mean? Like it, it is. <laughs> There's so much potential yeah. there. I mean, we've seen it done so well. And like playing a lot of the Halos, like playing Reach or one or two or three, like even going back to them now, you're, it's just like these are still phenomenal games. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, our next email comes in from Alexander. Who writes, uh, hello, Ben and panel, accessibility options in games come in all shapes and sizes. Some options only after tiny aspects of games, only alter tiny aspects of games and keep overall gaming experiences intact. Uh, adjusting Spider's appearance and grounded is a good example of that. But there are also accessibility options that change games in significant ways, like Funky Kong in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Very good examples here. Uh, sometimes there are several such options, and if you enable them all, you'll practically be playing a different game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I've never seen games warning players that certain accessibility options have dramatic impact on the gameplay experience. Of course, I understand the whole point of accessibility is to open gaming up for those who can't play otherwise and telling them up front that they will not be able to get the full experience doesn't help that cause. But I also think that the absence of such information is a form of false advertising. You may think that with accessibility, you'll be able to play the game just like everyone else, when in fact you'll be interacting with significantly different version. Mm. Uh, imagine a Souls game having an invulnerability option. Playing in such a mode can be fun and rewarding, but the game should probably know should probably the but players should probably know that they are playing an action venture instead of a souls game. Do you think the game should advise you not to pick certain accessibility options unless you absolutely have to and explicitly tell you uh, what you'll be losing when enabling them? Hmm. Reminds me of Rockstar when you would do a cheat and it would say you can't get achievements anymore on the save. FYI, you right. know, they're like that's what you're you were altering this cheat. So yeah, like a little little pop up window, mm-hmm. you know, I guess wouldn't hurt. I wonder if this will happen just naturally with the growing pains of adding all of these modes. Um, that there definitely has been a rush, you know, in this last couple of years, which has been great to see of like big uh, developers kind of leading the charge in terms of implementing a lot of these things across a ton of different genres. Um, uh, Insomniac has really done a bunch, but uh, um, uh, yeah, that might be, it might be just kind of confusing for people. I don't know if they've gotten then the feedback on, you know, like mm-hmm. to put into sequels and other games that they produce from kind of their first efforts. Ubisoft did a lot with Assassin's Creed. Um, I, I, I see. I see where Alexander is coming from, and I think it's a, a good question. I think he's coming from a very good place on it. But I would say that if it's a good, if it's well presented to you in the game, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times it is, they are very clear about like what it'll be doing, mm-hmm. or just the nature of it is obvious enough. Like uh, an example, so games have been uh, 
pretty commonly adding like a story mode difficulty. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the explanation for that mm -hmm. is is very apparent that you know what you're getting into ahead of time and you're deliberately choosing it. They'll be like, hey, like combat like won't be a big deal. We know you're not here for that. You want to explore, you want to experience the story. Yeah. So I think there's like a like you would only pick that knowing what it is going in, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So they, they make it very obvious. Or I think like intuitively that kind of thing comes up. So he mentions like invulnerability in souls, right? Like just by playing it, I think naturally you'll be like, yeah, this is not how it was intended, right? right? Like yeah. this is not designed for this and I feel that as I fight things, right? And so I totally get where you're coming from and I do think if it if it is unclear, it should be explained, but I'm just not certain that that happens that much. Sure. Um, and certainly people that are not able to play these games are like, I very much understand I'm playing a different version than what normally people do. Right. I just would not have been able to play, play Last of Us Part Two had they not had these options. Mm -hmm. so sure. Now I can. I I do think there's a, kind of a point here. I think about uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, the draconian settings. Mm -hmm. And that was really frustrating for me because I was like, Okay, I have to make this choice. This, this game is like 100 hours long, 80 hours long, whatever it is. It's like, once I choose it here, I can't undo it. Yeah. Like, I don't know right. how this is going to, to be. And so that does frustrate me sometimes. Yeah. Where it's like, it's not necessarily that I don't know how, like, what the option is, but... You, because I cannot change it, yeah, and it, th that would totally be rectified if I could toggle it on, on, on and off. And so sometimes I get frustrated at the rigidity of some options. Right. Um, so you can't experience that. So if that's what you're talking about, I totally agree mm. there, for sure. Our last email comes in from Joseph. Who says, uh, Dear Ben and Allies, I'm growing older, and just like everybody else, I feel like it's becoming less comfortable for me to play video games. I've tried buying a big beanbag chair to sit in front of the TV, but feel that it lacks back support. My couch is too far away from the television, and I have to squint. And I don't want to sit at a desk to play games, since I sit at a desk at work all day. What things do you do to make gaming more comfortable for long periods of time? Move around a lot. Stretch. Some breaks, yeah. Stretch. Uh, I actually, Ben, I had to, I didn't know Diablo 2 Resurrected had controller support. I mm -hmm. looked for it. I like, yeah, I like went into the options and was like, how do I turn that on? And I didn't see anything. So I got to check that. But I actually did an editorial this week on Cup of Jones because I was like, well, just use mouse keyboard. And after 20 minutes, I'm like, it's great. Oh, you're, yeah. I can't do that anymore. Like, it's fun. And I remember, like, I've played a lot of games like that, but I was like, oof, I can't, you know, because like this weekend I was doing the frame trap prep, you know, I was bouncing around to a bunch of different stuff. And, um, so yeah, I was, I took time to come to Jones. People were like, oh yeah, you can get like a wrist guard or something or, or, and, but people updated me that you can't play that with controller support. But, um, uh, yeah, it, uh, it, I'm also getting to that age where there are things I'm like, I would love to, I remember like every Wednesday night when I was raiding in World of Warcraft where it's like, we would play for four or five hours straight. That was just kind of like the, that's what you did. That yeah. was the, the demand. And yeah, we would get up to get food or, you know, research break, but. Yeah, I don't know if I have. I don't know if there are chairs built. <laughs> you know, they can they help me with that kind of stamina. So that's actually what I wanted to bring up because uh, growing up and in like college and stuff, I just I had no money, and so it was like I'll just play on whatever. Like, mm -hmm. and it's just like I'll use the shittiest chair. Oh yeah, the shittiest desk, like the shittiest monitor. Let's like this. This is all I can have, right? And so 
I, I think that really embedded in me, like, not thinking about that stuff and really just focusing on the games um, because for so long it really wasn't a thing I could be concerned about. But uh, within the last year, I bought uh, uh, an expensive, like, top-rated gaming chair, and it has changed my life. Like, if you have the means to do so, it makes a world of difference, mm-hmm. and you're going to be so much totally. more comfortable, and you're going to be able to play for so much longer. And it's like the back support that it has with the cushion and the neck support, it's like if you are not familiar with that kind of thing or you were kind of in a situation like I was, I promise you it is a worthy investment. Yeah, yeah. definitely a good chair. for yeah. sure helps. But uh, but no, I get it. Like, um, I I think figuring out like figuring out like your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Like, don't try to force yourself to do something. If it's like I get uncomfortable after playing for an hour, it's like only play for an hour and be totally okay with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, in, investment in like good furniture and chairs and stuff, I think does does make it a huge difference. So I hope you can get more comfortable. And that's going to do it for Frame Trap. Thank you so much to my panelists, Brandon Jones yeah. and Yay. Bradley Ellis. Brad, it's good to have you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. If you want to send in an email to Frame Trap, the address is askeasyallies at gmail.com. One more time, that is askeasyallies at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to support us, we really appreciate it and need your support. Go to patreon.com slash easyallies uh, and, and feel, feel free to donate whatever you can. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time.